93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 29th. Kathy's out. I'll be handling the news details. We'll begin with this. A Lehigh Valley mother accused of leaving her baby on a bus is behind bars on Monday night. Police say the woman walked on the bus in Bethlehem over the weekend, handed her infant to the driver, and then turned around and walked away. It happened on Saturday at the bus stop near the intersection of Guter and Broad Streets in Bethlehem. The mother, identified as 26-year-old Ashley Walters of Whitehall, has been arrested and charged. While the bus was stopped, Walters approached the bus with her one-month-old baby boy in hand. Next, she entered the bus, placed him on the fare box, and told the driver to call police and that this was her son and that she can't take care of him. After the mother left the bus, she walked away in tears. Uh, Police later found her just a few hundred yards away. Uh, The safe haven law in Pennsylvania states that a baby no older than 28 days must be left at a hospital or with a police officer or at a a police station. Uh, In this particular case, Walters didn't do that, so she was charged with a misdemeanor count of child endangerment. Ah. I know. I wonder what the story is there. Yeah. It could be pretty heartbreaking. It could be somebody who just does not want to do this and have no other way to do it. But Right. Um, we've, heard, we've heard stories of mothers who have done far worse, like oh, putting yeah. a kid in a garbage can or something like that. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wonder what, the, what the, the, the proper steps are and what you need to do. Right. You know, so mm. but uh, they're obviously going to investigate this and find this out. Armed with questions, residents opened the floor for a candid conversation about Philadelphia policing on Monday night at the Community College of Philadelphia. The town hall was led by Eagle Safety Malcolm Jenkins and the Players Coalition, along with rapper Meek Mill, who was recently freed out of legal limbo after more than a 12-year ordeal. Both are making good on their commitment to address the criminal justice system and bring a voice to the residents. Uh, The discussion included the firing of more than a dozen officers over the summer for apparent racist and offensive Facebook posts. The resignation of former police commissioner Richard Ross after two female officers filed a lawsuit claiming the department failed to investigate continued sexual harassment. Uh, The mayor's office is in the middle of interviewing candidates for the city's next top cop. Officials say what was voiced on Monday's town hall will undoubtedly play a role in who gets hired. Firefighters yesterday fought to gain ground in the uh, fight against a fire that is burning through the heart of California's wine country. But the powerful winds that fueled the flames over the weekend are expected to return today. Uh, The so-called Kincaid Fire has already burned through 66,000 acres, (laughs) an area nearly twice the size of San Francisco. Mm. And in Southern California, more than 1,000 firefighters were to contain a brush fire on the west side of Los Angeles. The Getty Fire gets its name from the Getty Center, the Hilltop Art Museum. And the center was built to be fireproof and earthquake-proof. Yesterday, it was closed to the public but open to firefighters in need of a break. Nick, you are just saying your family members in California are being affected by this. Yeah, my aunt lives in Pacific Palisades, and uh, she has currently been evacuated from her home. She hasn't been allowed to return. My, my cousins live not too far from her. They were allowed to return to their homes, um, but the, the fear for them was more smoke damage and, and smoke inhalation. Yeah. For my aunt Susan, it's fires, and well, they- so it'd be you know damage or destroying of her home. They say the Getty Center has absolutely every possible way to firefight you could have in a building. 
Like it has its own reservoir reserves. Oh, wow. It has, yeah, the, the way even the stone is made is meant to stop because mm. it's a multi-billion dollar facility. It's a really and, impressive place. Too. Yeah. It's a massive compound. And some of the slebs are having to flee there as it's yeah, yeah. Brentwood, apparently. Yeah. And so Schwarzenegger has had to uh, had to evacuate and a few Le- others. LeBron James as well. Yeah, yeah. correct. So uh, that does continue to be a threat. And then finally, uh, this kind of about sports, and we'll get to official sports in a moment, but three women behind home plate are getting widespread attention after they flashed Houston Astros pitcher Garrett Cole during Game 5 of the World Series on Sunday night in Washington, D.C. The incident happened during the bottom of the seventh inning at the Nationals Park when the Nats' Ryan Zimmerman was at bat. Uh, Julia Rose said that she and a second woman were banned by Major League Baseball for the incident. They are banned from all Ballparks for life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He shared a photo of what appeared to be a letter from David L. Thomas, Vice President of Security and Ballpark Operations at MLB. Although the incident seemed to distract some fans, it didn't throw Garrett Cole off or the rest of the Astros. They won 7-1 and are now just one game away from capturing their second World Series title in just three years. Now, I didn't get a chance to read or see this, but I saw a video. Yeah. I was having so many issues with my computer this morning. I didn't have time to watch it, but apparently they were claiming breast cancer awareness. They threw in breast cancer awareness. You know, uh, and it yeah. makes sense because they were wearing yellow shirts. Right, yellow yes. shirts for breast cancer awareness Since month. pink is the color yeah. of uh, uh, breast cancer awareness, yes. I'll tell you this, though. They're three Instagram models, and they are the kind of people who should occasionally pop their tops off. You yeah. know? So so often the people that do this are not the people you'd want to do this, but uh, yeah, so uh, why pick? So they pick breast cancer awareness. And there you go. Yeah. Alright, let's get to sports this morning. <laughs> Well, the Sixers came back to beat the Hawks last night in Atlanta, nice. winning 105 Woo! to 103. Joel Embiid scored 36 points, including the winning free throws, with 5.3 seconds left. And the Sixers won their third straight to start their season 3 and 0, and they are now the last unbeaten team in the Eastern Conference. Embiid made 12 of 19 shots from the field, and all 10 of his free throws. And he also had 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals. Sixers are back home tomorrow night with a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. In Monday Night Football, the Miami Dolphins lost their 7th straight game. (laughs) (laughs) Falling to the Steelers by a score of 27-14 in Pittsburgh. Dolphins were actually winning by two touchdowns, but the Steelers eventually came back to win the game and send the Dolphins to 0-7 on the season. And the Flyers are on the road tonight with a game against the Penguins in Pittsburgh. Puck drops at 7 p.m. And that is what I have for you in news this morning. Uh, long weekend for us. A little uh, extra day off. So here we are with a short week, which yeah. means uh, that's easy for you as far as the word of the week prize goes. You only need uh, four letters. And we have a $500 Steven Singer uh, Jewelers gift card. Uh, so we would uh, love to give that to you. It'd be awesome. I was there yesterday, actually. Oh, you were? Oh, yes. Yes. And I went by there yesterday, so, yeah. I get a little mad when you come in the city and don't call me. I'm sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Just saying. She's she's just saying. We're we're airing our grievances this morning. I'm sorry, I thought about it, but you're so damn busy all the time. You're always doing something. You were also sick. I sat on my couch all weekend. What's wrong with you? I just got this cold. Yeah, that sucks. All weekend. Oh, for you to stay inside. I know. Oh, that must be the worst. It was pretty rough. You have to look around your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, we do have some things planned for today as far as guests go in our studio this morning. Steve-O is coming by. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be at Helium on uh, Friday and Saturday. The shows are sold out. Is he just in town hey, early? He's just kind of, yeah. Um, okay. He's got uh, a show on Thursday that's not sold out yet, but oh. all, all the weekend shows are sold out. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, cool. Steve-O stops in. Always great conversation with him. He'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. And we also have author Gavin Edwards. He is the man who wrote the book Kindness and Wonder, Why Mr. Rogers Matters Now More Than Ever. And, of course, the movie's coming out with Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a, a massive influx of Mr. Rogers' love. And this book actually is a little bit biography, Preston, and also uses anecdotal stories to um, inspire you to live a better Mr. Rogers life. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I did, every time the trailer comes on, I sit there, oh, I get all... Makes you cry. I get all weepy. If you if you just, you know, and I think if I'm, if I, I don't know the actual plotting of the Mr. Rogers movie, but I have to assume that his, his appearance in front of the Senate would have to be one of the pivotal moments in yeah. the movie, which it kills you every time. Do you think they'll use any actual real war footage of him as a sniper? I think so. The sniper, sniper stuff, yeah. you can't tell. It's from yeah. so far away. I know, I know. I but, mean, most know. of the most of the stuff is of heads exploding. So. Right, yeah. and I, you know, who doesn't want to see that? He was so. unbelievable, though. <laughs> Yeah. Two miles in a in a heavy wind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He did a guy in uh, in Laos Lau- one time. At, yeah. Uh, two guys. Yeah. Was, you're thinking was... of Riggs. I think it was Riggs at the. Oh, day. that yeah. was it. Yeah. A thousand yeah, yeah. yards out, high wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. one or hundred guys could have made that shot. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, so we're going to talk to Gavin Edwards this morning. Our friends from Jersey Mike's are stopping by for a meet and eat. That means we'll have some stuff to. He had this interesting tattoo on his <laughs> Yeah. It was a special forces yeah. tattoo, yeah. if I recall correctly. Yeah. yeah it's going to get skull with a knife. Yeah. 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 Told yeah. yeah. All right. Anyhow, these things and more we're going to get into today. We got uh, stuff to give away. In fact, we have a movie screening tonight. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. That is tonight, right? It is tonight. Yep. So we'll tonight. Have your chance to win those. Make sure you stay with us. We're going to break and come back in a second. Get some entertainment stories if you don't mind. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring 70% less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so our stupid question this morning, prize we have is a family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario survival experience, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. And uh, this is a actually a survival question that I have for you. What kinds of birds were typically used to alert coal miners to the presence of noxious gases? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. What kinds of birds were typically used to alert coal miners to the presence of noxious gases? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. Today is Thursday, October 29th, and uh, birthdays to run by uh, include Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> There you go. From, uh, what about, what about Bob? Bob? Of yeah. course, he's uh, he's a man that's pushed to his absolute limit. <laughs> the uh, <A> house guest <laughs> that will not leave, and it actually, in a bizarre way, makes it even better to know that they didn't like each other because I know. Yeah, he doesn't like him in the movie. Yep, and it and so now you look for extra things to see. 
I bet you he really meant that when yep. he did it. Yeah. Yep. And and just watching him him slowly <laughs> step by step <laughs> unravel the slow burn to eventually he is a raving lunatic. Well, yeah. Yeah. And remember, this is his patient. He's been charged with helping <laughs> yeah. this man get on with his life. And for every step that this man makes towards an actual more fulfilling life, yeah. it drives his doctor more crazy. I haven't seen it in so long, but I think, like, the end isn't there, like, he has dynamite or something yeah. ridiculous <laughs> like that. I, I, it holds up. I watch it with my Does son. Does it? It's yeah. still really, okay. really funny, yeah. All I right. was disappointed when I went on my Lake Winnipesaukee trip to find out that the film was not actually uh, made, and it was made in Virginia, Always not New make Hampshire. Sure. Yeah. Always make sure if you want the actual lake. So. And I'm a sucker for Mr. Holland's opus being a band geek and uh, a lot, lot of great movies over the years, American uh, Graffiti and so on. Yeah. Get out of the car! There you go. Is he, he's saying get out of the car? Yes. This is That's what he's saying? Yes. Get out of the car! <laughs> he's trying to say get out of the car. All right, he's 72 today. Kate Jackson from Charlie's Angels. The smart one. Uh, celebrates her 71st birthday today. <laughs> it was with one fell swoop, you totally diminish the other two, and you insult her in the same way. That always just, well, Kate, Kate's character is the smart one. Uh, she was also on Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder has her birthday today. Winona is 48 years old. Stranger Things revitalized her uh, her career. Yeah, it's funny because every now and then a, a, an older movie that she is in will be on and my kids will go, oh! A smile yeah. from Stranger Things. Do they see? Have yeah. they seen like Reality Bites is all over the place. They show it all the yeah, time. Yeah, it was on not long ago. Yeah. Uh, my kids haven't watched it, but it wouldn't be in their wheelhouse. But uh, I, I sat down for a few minutes. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's a it little is. dated. It's dated, but know? dated in a fun way. Edward Scissorhands yeah. and all that. Uh, yeah. Beetlejuice was on again, obviously for Halloween. Yeah. Remember Crazy Winona Ryder from the uh, Golden Globes? Yeah. When yeah. yeah. Like, that like came and went very quickly. Yeah. Well, she explained that she couldn't hear what he was saying, I guess, because of the, so she was just kind of jokingly reacting, or she's flat out insane. Man, <laughs> yeah. hard to tell. Uh, you know what? And there was a movie on with her not too long ago that I never really saw from beginning to end, but I did like the concept. It was The Dilemma. Uh, it was, oh, yes! Yeah. Where, Vince, with a cheating friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, Vince Vaughn and... and uh, um, Is it Kevin James? Kevin James, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And his, uh, you know, finds out that his best friend's wife is cheating on right, him. And right, Does he say anything or not? It's... I need to watch that whole thing. Anyhow, she's 48 today. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah. Uh, from, of course, Bring It On. They just had a picture of her. I don't know what it was for, but in her original Bring It On cheerleading oh. costume. Was it for Halloween, Steve? And Might have been. I think she took out her daughter as one Whoa. of the cheerleaders, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was adorable. Also kind of hot yeah. because she's such a knockout. She, she looks is. great. But, yeah. it, you know, it's like this cute family photo, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daddy's got to go in the bathroom. Also, she's all that. Ten things I hate about you. Bad boys, too. She's 47 today. The great Dan Castellaneta. Oh. God, what's this to do with? The voice of Homer Simpson. This sucks. And Grandpa Simpson. What the hell are you talking about? And Krusty the Clown. <laughs> and- and Barney and groundskeeper Willie hey! and Mayor Quimby, Sideshow Mel. Yeah, he's... I am the champion. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> All right. I, I am, am the champion. I am the champion. No time for losers because I am the champion of the world. 
Again, I say you. Uh, I believe. I believe a Homer Simpson exists. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, real. I, I, he's been so fully realized over decades. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and in a way, I'm almost disappointed when I see Dan Castellaneta because it's like it undermines my belief that Homer Simpson exists. Mm. He's 62 today. Randy Jackson's birthday today. There you go. And not the Randy Jackson from American Idol. Yeah, I have his autograph on a sword. Member of the Jacksons. Yes. Yeah. Randy Jackson is uh, 64 and years old today. Is he the oldest of the... That was Jackie Jackson. Jackie Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. to be mistaken with Randy Watson, who was in the What's Going Down episode of... That's My That's Mama. That's My Mama. That's correct, yes. <laughs> Randy Watson. Uh, so, yeah, he's the lead singer of Sexual Chocolate. Uh, Randy Jackson is 64 today. Denny Lane, former singer and guitarist and founding member of uh, the Moody Blues. And also, he was the right-hand guy in Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, so if you ever saw a picture I never of, knew that. Yeah, if you ever saw a picture of Paul and Linda and another guy, yeah. it was that was Denny Lane. That guy okay. had long blonde hair? No, he had dark hair. Did he have dark hair? Yeah, he had dark hair. Yeah, he had dark hair. <laughs> Uh, but uh, very talented musician. Right. Uh, Denny Lane is uh, 75 years old today. Actor Ben Foster. I like uh, him. Yeah, I do. He's too. great. Yeah. Uh, first Preston. popped up in X Men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, please watch Hell or High Water for Steve, <laughs> just for his sake. You will. So- you will get to it when you get to it. I, I, I contend, though. Again, that is one of that's one of those. They they only come along in a rare while, you mm-hmm. know. And and his Ben Foster's performance, Chris Pine's performance, and uh, and Bridges' uh, performance yeah, are Bridges. just amazing. It's on Netflix now. You can uh, you can do it. Okay, is it? So we had him. in... Don't in, do it while you're exercising. It's not an exercise. No, movie. it's not. It, no. It's a sit and let breathe. Yeah. It, with, with there's so much that happens that isn't said. Okay. Yeah, and and j- they're also it, it, it starts off really good, right? So like the first ten yeah. minutes are, are solid. All right. Maybe pour a little bourbon into a glass Ooh. and some ice on a Friday night when you got some time. That. Yeah. All right. Uh, ben Foster's 39. And then the last birthday I saw is Tracy Ellis Ross. She is from the TV show Blackish, and is uh, 47 years Daughter old. Daughter of uh, Diana Ross. Is she yes, really? Yes, she is. I was not aware of that. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Well, happy birthday to you, Tracy Ellis Ross. All right, we'll see if we can find an answer to this stupid question. What kind of birds were typically used to alert coal miners to the presence of noxious gases, specifically carbon monoxide? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'm going to go to, uh, it says Americ here, or Emmerich. Is this, uh, is, yeah, hi, what's your name? Eric. Eric. It's Eric. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling it might be. Just Eric. Okay. All right. Do me a favor. Hey, I think he said, I'm Eric. Oh, I'm Eric. Oh, there we go. That okay. could be it. <laughs> I'm Eric. All right, I'm Eric. <laughs> Emmerich, how are you? What What type of bird was typically used to alert coal miners of the presence of noxious gases? The canary. Yeah, canary in a coal. <laughs> Hang on, Eric. I'm Eric. <laughs> it's like off, off, uh, off Joseph. Yeah, off Joseph. Yes, yes. And, uh, exactly, from Handmaid's Tale. I learned that from The Simpsons with the canary. Did you really? Yeah, they had an episode where there was a fake kid. Sorry, spoiler alert. There was a fake kid stuck in a coal mine, and Sting came, and then there was a canary. No, there's a, yeah, the canary in a coal mine. Yeah, yeah, I never knew it until that episode. There you and go. That's a song from the place, Canary in a Coal Mine. Great tune. All right, so Eric, hang on the line. I'm Eric. Uh... <laughs> Of Eric. <laughs> We're going to give you a uh, family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario survival experience now open at the Franklin Institute. And to order tickets, you can visit fi.edu. All right. 
Dancing with the Stars update. It was nope. on last night. Oh, I watched it. They had their Halloween uh, uh, party with uh, tricks and treats and another shocking elimination. Uh, the pairs first hit the dance floor for individual dances. Then they were split into Team Trick and oh Team Treat oh. to compete against each other. I tell you what, they packed that show with so much crap. <laughs> and, and the, you know, obviously the stuff you want to see is the competitive dancing. That's the whole thing. But they surround it with all these little stories and things. But it was pretty good, I have to say. So Team Treat is where our buddy Kate Flannery uh-huh. uh, appeared. And they came in second place, so scored uh, 24 out of 30 versus Team Trick which had 27 out of 30. But Kate was not eliminated. She stays on board. Uh, and they did. Who did they get rid of? It was... Uh, Spicer. Was he... He was eliminated? Yeah, he was. Uh, so it was Kate and Sean were the last two, and Kate uh, got the enough of a fan vote to stick around. So when you're talking about... That's not what it says here. What does it say there? It says they're still in the running for the coveted Mirrorball Trophy. Our Bachelorette alum, Hannah Brown, uh, country music singer, Lauren Elena, actor James Vanderbeek, The Office alum, Kate Flannery, singer, Allie Brooke, actor, Kel Mitchell, and former White House Press Secretary, Sean Spicer. Huh. So um, then who got voted off? I didn't see the absolute end. Uh, I saw flip the Flip dance. your page, Press. This okay. thing right here says eliminated... Oh, yeah, Karamo uh, Brown. Oh, really? That's, that's kind of a surprise. Oh. Yes, Karamo Brown. Who is Karamo Brown? He's, uh, I guess he's one of the, the. Uh, is he one of the Queer Eye guys? I'm not I sure. I don't know. I don't there there are several people, as closely as I'm following this, there are several people still who I have no idea. So I, he, uh, he did a, he, um, they gave him pretty good ratings. I thought he was in a three-way tie with some people. Mm. Who knows? He was eliminated. I just focused on uh, on Kate. But Kate yes, is I think still he's one there. Of, he, is, he's one of the Queer Eye guys, right? I believe uh, so. Yep. So we're happy. Kate is still kicking ass. We should probably talk to her soon. She did a good job. She uh, they, they did sort of, I guess it's a bossa nova, uh-huh. sort of sultry. Kate was in a, uh, like a red... Um, Address and they were commenting how sexified she was. Um, you know, though the uh, every time they go to the judges, it's the same nonsense. It's the same, you know, uh, this, the same stuff. I mean, there's only so many ways you can critique dancing. Right, right. Well, they get they get more uh, detailed in their right. critiques as the. It's uh, about the posture. You got to be like a like a rigid rod standing there, <laughs> shouting to the world, "I'm here! I, I dominate! I command!" As the show. Shut up! Yeah. So, well, that's what they got to yeah. do. So. Hey, shortly after taking to social media to discuss his hard-won sobriety, Ben Affleck was photographed stumbling on his way to a UNICEF masquerade ball. And it was not good. Later, he was photographed at a casino with a female friend around 1 a.m. After sitting at a poker table with her for a few minutes, they left shortly after. Many assumed the troubled star, who has been in and out of rehab multiple times, was hitting the bottle again. And uh, he told TMZ on Sunday when asked about the previous night's party, he said, it happens, it was a slip, but I'm not going to let it derail me. So he, Positive, yeah. He's owned up to it. Uh, he did not respond when asked if he'd returned to rehab or not. On Sunday, he was also photographed with his uh, ex-wife, Jennifer Garner. She, uh, of course, drove him to rehab last time, and their three children were with her and him, the Violet, Serafina, mm-hmm. and Samuel. Um, so a source said you could tell that it wasn't an easy thing for him, but Ben owned his mistake. He looked tired. Uh, sources added of his appearance at Garner's house. Meanwhile, Garner is standing by Ben, and Insider tells Us Weekly she's upset, uh, but always supportive. She released a statement, Preston. Really jamming it down there. <laughs> right, no, wrong wow. one. <laughs> Sounds That's like wrong. Me. Give me two seconds. <laughs> I will have that statement, and it's coming up, and here we Go. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. Uh, he was wearing like a... Uh, like-
a skull mask when he was um, uh, coming out of this party, and he was he actually fell back against an SUV. Yeah, Whoops. so we have a picture of it up in the studio. The outlet adds that uh, Affleck's sober coach has reached out, and they've met. And Nick just pulled up a story that he might be dating somebody, Nick. Yeah, I don't know who she is. <clears throat> Excuse me, Katie Cherry. She's a, mu- a musician, hmm. um, and that uh, that's on E.T. Uh, is reporting this. Okay. Are you dating Katie Cherry? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you says, sure look drunk. It says here that they they met on the exclusive dating site Raya. We were oh, talking about there you that go. Yeah, last week. While well, a source tells ET that Affleck is not dating anyone seriously right now, the pair has been photographed together multiple times, <laughs> and ET has reached out to his rep for Listen, comment. Ben, it's ET. Call me back. <laughs> Slide into his DM. I'm sliding into your DMs. I'm worried about you, bro dozer. (laughs) You guys want to know five fun facts about Katie Cherry? Uh, not, how about maybe one? not all yeah. five? Of them. The best fact you can find. The yeah. best one. Yeah, come yeah. on, for crazy. <laughs> yeah, five of them. Huh? Tara Reid said she was her best friend. Okay, what caliber? What well, caliber celeb we're talking about here? Maybe she's a heavy drinker because uh, Tara Reid. I don't know. Tara, Tara Reid, heavy drinker as well, yeah. and was I guess sort of sort of beat it. Uh, that's why she's in Sharknado now, uh, successful movie career. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is that. Uh, uh, you know, Ben was uh, very candid about the fact that he slipped to TMZ. I was watching the video, and he said, no, "That's it. I made a mistake." Yeah, it's got. I, I would imagine it's got to be. It's got to suck. You know, that's a very personal thing. Yes, it is. And and if you're if you're really working on it, and then people, and then it comes out into the public, it's got to be like, come on, man. Well, he went to a party, though. I mean, it's I not, know it's you're not, right. It's you're not right. a personal thing. If you, you know. No, 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 no. Maybe no, if but, he was in his house, you know. But like, no, he he went out like, and, yeah. and he was drinking in public with, you know. I, I, listen. Now he was being driven around. He wasn't driving, so that was that was good. But sure. The, the truth of the matter is, is still, he he went through this whole process to get clean. It was a slip, and it's sad. So yeah. he gets back on the horse. But I mean, he has had ongoing issues for years and mm-hmm. gambling issues. Yeah, that so he, too. His his two demons mm-hmm. in one night. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna do one, do the other. Yeah. Uh, go so- big or go home. Samantha Markle may have been booted from Twitter in August, but Meghan Markle's half-sister is still making headlines for beating the drum against her royal relative. Now, Florida police are reportedly investigating her following multiple complaints of her cyberbullying of Meghan and Prince Harry. She's cyberbullying uh, the uh, the royals there? Yeah. So, uh, Polk County Sheriff's Department office said there have been multiple reports of allegations of cyberbullying made, and it's a... Excuse me, large and widespread investigation. Investigation. Now, hey, Polk County, we don't take kind of cyberbullying. It's likely to be a long process. Uh, they also added some Now, you leave them royals there alone now. Just, you just sit in that chair. You never. Uh, oh, it's a wheelchair? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Samantha Markle is aware of this allegation. She has not been arrested. This is an ongoing case, and I cannot speculate on a timeline yet or make any other comment. Huh. Uh, according to the Daily Mail, Canada, Sweden, and the UK have filed complaints as well. At what point is Meghan Markle going to send MI6 forward <laughs> yeah. to kill them all? <laughs> Just take, let's, yeah. let's finish this. What were they doing in a blimp? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of this comes after Meghan and Harry have been opening up about the pressures they feel and criticism they uh, receive. And uh, Harry has uh, filed suit against tabloids for their unfair treatment of Meghan. And uh, she recently told uh, Tom Bradby in his documentary, uh, you know, just that it's uh, uh, stinky. It's overwhelming. Oh. It's it's a very real thing to be going on behind the scenes. So they're having an issue with it. I don't see uh, any patching up. I don't see any no. uh, getting back together, any reconciliation. I don't see the Markles coming into London for vittles with the uh, royal family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, I agree. No <laughs> I think, vittles. I think it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Yep. 
Uh, Jared Padalecki uh, was reportedly arrested in his native Austin, Texas, early Sunday morning on two counts of assault and one count of public intoxication. This is bad. The Supernatural star was taken into custody outside of Stereotype Bar, a club that he frequents after allegedly punching a bartender. I want Supernatural. (laughs) That's a CW show. In video, a person believed to be the actor can be seen tussling with an unknown male on the sidewalk. A second clip shows the same individual speaking to officers while leaning on the hood of a vehicle. And in a third clip, an unidentified person is taken into custody by police. This is all supposedly him. Right. Uh, Padalecki's bond is set at $15,000. It's unclear if he's been bailed out yet. It's final season of the show. They're wrapping it up. They could have kept going, but they've been doing it for years and years and years. So he's had a pretty much unblemished career up till now. So this is maybe a misstep. Maybe he gets past it. It should be fine. Uh, Padalecki had promoted and attended the bar's grand opening in 2018, sharing a flyer via his official Instagram account. So he's... He's probably an owner. He's part... Yeah. Somehow or something. He's a part of this. Yeah. Uh, The club's Facebook page describes itself as a music-centric concept featuring rotating DJs. Uh, including dedicated vinyl DJ sets, video DJ sets, and live music. Uh, stereotype blends sophistication with retro and 90s flair <laughs> to create an infinitely entertaining and approachable uh, bacchanal scene. Okay. Bacchanalia, like a big festival party? Yes, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Go. Well, I, I'm Stop sold. Stop by stereotype. I'm heading by. Watch Padalecki punch the bartender in the face. <laughs> Every night, a cast member of Supernatural will assault <laughs> one of our workers. This is so battle-local. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stereo, like music. Yeah, I, you get it? I get it Oh, now. there's a whole... This is an onion with many layers. I made up a word, battle-local. I, I put it together with Padalecki. And Bacchanal. <laughs> That's what they should have called the Bacchanal. bar. Yeah. Bacchanal. Patalacal. Patalacal. Bacchanalia. Courtney Kardashian, arguably the most laid back of the Kardashian-Jenner clan, isn't rolling with the punches when it comes to criticism of her kids. After she shared pics of her family uh, and their weekend in Santa Inez, a follower took to issue with her son Rain's long hair uh, and had to face her ire. The You're follower- going to face my ire. Uh, the uh, follower wrote that Courtney really needed to cut his hair, and the Poosh founder <laughs> responded God by almighty. saying, "She really needed to not worry about kids that aren't her own. He's a happy boy." Snap! Snap! Damn! Put that bitch down. So, okay, hang on. Let me ask you. You want to unpack this, as they say? These people have millions of followers. Yeah. And how much how many comments do you think that they actually read i think they read about a million yeah. they're so egomaniacal because how would you find this amongst the sea of responses and why do you why choose would you care? that one in particular right. to respond to so it all comes down to the algorithms and there's a count there's an account called comments by celebs which is actually a really fun instagram account to follow yeah. but they follow all the celebs so when the celebs comment on somebody random person's comment it goes up to the top, and so they, it pops up. It becomes a news story. Voila! No, no, not that. I'm wondering. She, how, how does Courtney, Courtney has? I would imagine hundreds of thousands of responses to whatever she may post. Does she sit there and and scroll through and read them, or just waits for the do, first negative one? You're right, like, oh, and just pounce on that one. Love, love or, that farm. Love that place. Great hair. Great. What is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. my god. Yeah. Are you deranged? I mean, or, or do they just you know? You're look, so look, hot. You're so rich. I love watching. Oh, 
They are don't they, like my son's hair. Like you're saying, are they so egomaniacal yeah. that they sit there and scroll, 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 reading all the comments? Well, they're just like us, Preston. They are. <laughs> I don't read my comments. It's the best way to get news about a new post. Okay. It's it's pathetic. Yeah, I guess so. There were uh, 2,388 comments on this particular post, and okay. uh, at least one negative one. Poosh. I'm not going to read through any of the other ones. Uh, a man was at, a man was apprehended by trying to break into David Schwimmer's house in Manhattan uh, using a brick on Sunday morning. You mean like smashed to a window? Uh, I guess or so. Fitted in the lock. Uh, a high-ranking police officer who spoke to reporters explained to them that Eric Rosa was detained by the police and taken to the station. Uh, Mr. Rosa was trying to break into the actor's home around 12.30 a.m. Friend. Big, big fan of friends. Yeah. Friend. No, no official word on why or if he knew if it was David Trimmer's home or not. Do you think there's any chance it's that guy who he uh, looked like who robbed that, uh, yeah, that store, store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. looking for revenge? Uh, and speaking of friends, in an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show Monday, Jennifer Aniston kissed the host and told her, you have such soft lips. Oh, friend. DeGeneres replied, so do you. That's why I do what I do. No razor burn. Soft lips. Now you can add this to your Instagram. Uh, She also said that a Friends reboot would not happen, but she said, quote, we would love for there to be something, but we don't know what that something is. So we're just trying to uh, work on something. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So they're just, you know, entertaining ideas, I guess. Friends ran from 94 to 2004, became a huge streaming hit recently on Netflix. So some of the early reviews are in for that The Morning Show. Okay. The the Apple Plus. They're not good. Yeah. Yeah, So they they committed to two seasons, and um, we'll see how it plays out. But that's one of the... Uh, benchmark shows for that startup. Hey, Steve, can I ask you a quick question? Because there was a little hubbub on Twitter yesterday about... Uh, I ne- like when bubs are hubbub. Yeah, when uh, Netflix is going to somehow speed things up. And yes. I didn't feel like reading the article. I um, sent the article to Preston. Okay. And we might talk about it later. Oh, but it, okay. it, it, involves, it involves binging. Okay. Yes. Then never mind. Rachel Weiss is set to star in a special relationship. Based on the life of Elizabeth Taylor and her transformation from actress to activist. Uh, The story will be told from the perspective of her good friend and assistant, Roger Wall. While Taylor is most known for multiple marriages, her role as an AIDS activist was arguably more central to her true persona. She did get really involved in that. She was. Very much so. Audiences are clearly fascinated by the private lives of iconic Hollywood stars, said uh, Canning and Sherman in a statement of The Hollywood Reporter. She was uh, very much in love with an actor named Montgomery Clift, who was gay. And, um, I mean, she really loved him and would have loved to have been with him. But he suffered a lot and became very... um, Rock Hudson as well, a lot of Hollywood friends uh, of hers. So she started championing the uh, the cause early. Uh, the statement said there is no one more iconic than Elizabeth Taylor, and Simon Bufoy has written a role that shines a light on Elizabeth's humor and humanity, which will be beautifully brought to life through the extraordinary talents of Rachel Weiss. And it's at its heart, a special relationship is a story of friendship, and what better way to guarantee that translates to the screen than trusting and directing talents of real life best uh-huh. friends and creative collaborators, Bert and Bertie. 
I'm a little worried, though, about the casting of Terry Crews as Michael Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably not going to work. I think <laughs> he's, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's great. He's it's very just, entertaining. Basically, type, I yeah. think you're going to be distracted. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Troop Zero <laughs> dazzled audiences at Sundance and like that film, a special relationship is a collaboration of how friendships can change people's lives and how Elizabeth helped change the world, they say. So yeah, I'm Michael Jackson. That's what they're going after. Makes his pecs do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick sent this story over to me. Things are apparently a bit turbulent right now in a galaxy far, far away. Hot off the heels of a brand new trailer from The Mandalorian. Deadline dropped the news that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the showrunner duo who brought Game of Thrones to HBO, have exited their deal with Disney and Lucasfilm to create a Star Wars trilogy all their own. Until now, the first entry in Benioff and Weiss's three-movie saga was set to hit theaters in 2022. Uh, the pair released a statement saying, uh, We love Star Wars. When, Jen, uh, when George Lucas built it, he built us too. Getting to talk about Star Wars with him and the current Star Wars team was the thrill of a lifetime, and we will always be indebted to the saga that changed everything. Uh, there are only so many hours in the day, and we felt we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix project, so we are regretfully stepping away. Would this have been separate from the Ryan Johnson yes. Um, trilogy? Yes. So, again, I think they they need to um, tap the brakes on flooding the market with too much Star Wars stuff, you know? I agree. Yeah. If these guys are uh, friends with Rob McElhenney, or he's friends with them, and when we had him on last time, we were chatting with him about their project, yeah. their impending project, and he's mm-hmm. like... I don't. Why? I, I, yeah. Why would they why want to do this? Why are you doing this? Now they're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I agree with uh, a little bit overkill. When when the um, uh, solo came out, I was like, I really didn't feel like seeing it. And that I had, mean, that had a replacement uh, director on it too. That Ryan, Ron Ron Howard. Howard ended up finishing that movie, and it was because of turmoil behind the scenes. But you I know was, what? I was kind of Star Wars out. I was yeah. Like, oh, no, I agree. I, I, need, I need a little break. It's understandable. Yeah. And then I took a while, and then I watched it, and I actually liked it. I, yeah. I think it's a, it's a pretty good movie. I'll tell you what, though. That second uh, trailer for The Mandalorian looks damn good. Yeah, it does. And uh, Disney Plus is available next week, right? Or I think so. Yeah, They're yeah, kicking it off. Like yeah. so, I'm sorry. Do I have to get that like on a Roku or Fire Stick? Where do I get that? I don't know. Your toaster should handle it. No, yeah, you, oh, you, you, you're going to have to pay for the extra service. Yeah, but, but, yeah if, no, no. I know that. Yeah. I know I have to pay you, for you it. You can but... get it on any one of those. Yeah, okay. any, any of the streaming but, devices. But it's not already in my television apps. I don't think it'll be. I think you'll have to pay to activate it. But yeah. I mean, download it. Uh, you can, okay. Will Xfinity have the app? Is what you're asking? Because not Xfinity, but your TV. It's my television. Yeah, my, yeah. yeah. Your smart TVs have apps these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on your Sony, you can probably just go to the app page and download the app for it. Okay. Uh, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy was equally gracious in her statement. David, David Benioff and Dan Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. You know, what we need to do. We need to get Carl because Carl Weathers is featured prominently in the uh, trailer. And we need to get him back on to talk about this. He was so great. Yeah. By the way, back in August, uh, Benioff and Weiss signed a massive uh, nine-figure deal, (laughs) overall deal at Netflix. Okay. Uh, And uh, their busy schedule is a reason given for uh, exiting the Star Wars thing. So they're they're doing okay. Uh, They're just a tad bit busy. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Let's circle back to the royal family for just a moment. (laughs) Uh, Kate Middleton and Prince William discussed. Marriage while they were dating in order to take the pressure off of themselves and make sure they wanted to spend the rest of their lives together. In royal correspondent Katie Nichols' new book, Kate, the Future Queen, she writes, There on the Paradise Island, William promised Kate 
that he was in the relationship for the long term. For the very first time, they talked seriously about marriage. And with the ocean before them and beneath the night sky, <laughs> they made a pact to marry. My dearest Kate, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what island were they on? Does it say? It says the parad the Paradise Island. I don't I don't know if that means Paradise Island in the Bahamas or uh, not. Yeah, they went right. to like a club med thing. Yeah, uh, unlimited drinks and you don't have to tip. <laughs> I left my wallet at home. <clears throat> I can't get enough of Buster Poindexter. Uh, <laughs> they played a hot hot, 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 hot. <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> It's like Marley in Jamaica. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. <laughs> he's walking. He's got two drinks with the little umbrellas in his hand. Do a little yeah. sachet. ID, ID. It's music playing. More joke chicken, please. Uh, the pair did split. They call it oatmeal, but it tastes like tapioca. The pair did split temporarily after they made the, that pact, but all's well that ends well. Of course, they got married in 2011. They have three kids, and it's a wonderful, beautiful relationship. Uh, I, yeah, I like her a lot. Speaking of beautiful relationships, Amy Schumer and Chris Fisher shocked many when they got married in a secret beach ceremony two years ago. But ever since, the pair have turned into couples goals for many. Uh, she posted a tribute to him acknowledging what has changed and what hasn't since welcoming a baby together. She wrote, but uh, before we had our little babe, it was just us. I love Chris so much. I hope whoever you are with is so kind to you and also drives you. Oh, I hope whoever you are with are uh, some of the... uh, Shut up. uh, (laughs) uh, You know, just improv that you have been known, uh, been come to known as. (laughs) Haven't heard that in a while. It's in a while. (laughs) No, I hope whoever you are with... Is there some of the improv that you um, have been come to known as? (laughs) From Touchstone Pictures, (laughs) The King's Speech 2. Is there some of the improv that you have been come to known as? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. I love that idea. I absolutely love that idea. Nick Murphy needs to get started on that right away. The King's Speech 2. <laughs> I was watching the Predator clip all over there the weekend of uh, the Predator singing so opera. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I must have watched it over and over and over. It's, it's, uh, it's hilarious. Nick Murphy is a genius. All right, so anyhow, uh, going back to this quote, she said, I hope whoever you are with is so kind to you and also drives you crazy, but you love them so much and you want to hang out with them more than anyone. That's what we got, and I'm grateful for this guy every day, even though he loves taking different routes every time we go somewhere, and I like going the way I know. It's good, she says. She said that he's a little bit on the spectrum, and that's what makes their relationship work. Yeah, she loves that That she He is completely candid, and she loves that. Yep. Uh, Netflix has snagged the worldwide rights to The Last Letter from Your Lover, a rom-drom. Rom-drom? Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've seen that before. A rom-drom, a rom-dram, I'm, sure it's, I'm assuming is drum. Oh. A rom-dram starring the Oscar-nominated... some of the improv <laughs> for which you have become known as... Come to know. From Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> it's the not King's a... Speech 3. 
It's not a rom jam. It's a it's a hand job. It's a ram jam. <laughs> it's a ram jam. <laughs> oh, Black Betty. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. That's it. By the way, Touchtone does all of our films. Yeah, absolutely. They, 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 <laughs> we've given them more titles than we have. Yeah. All right, so if anyhow. they produce any one of them, we want a piece. All right, anyhow. Oh, man, uh, I love that song. I know. It's a great <laughs> song. Uh, but the Rom Drom starts. Oh, Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> the story of a man who loved a song. <laughs> Casey stars in I Love That Song. <laughs> Is that a follow-up to I Like It, That Sound? I Like It, That Sound. To I Love It, That Song. Uh, For the people who brought you we, guess what I get to do? (laughs) (laughs) And very much great. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should come up with movie titles. Been come to known as. We guess what I get to. I love it. That because sometimes if it's cryptic, people go. I, I have to oh, investigate yeah. what this is about. This yeah. seems interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, the last letter from your lover is the name of this movie. It's a rom drom. It stars Oscar-nominated Felicity Jones, Callum Turner, and Shailene Woodley. The dual narrative love story is based on Jojo Moyes's best-selling novel of the same name, and a release date is to be determined. And one last thing, in the first five years, HBO Max will reach 50 million U.S. subscribers. This is according to AT&T. They're projecting this. Uh, the CEO, Randall Stevenson, said this is a product that's going to be very different from any other product you've seen in the market so far. Really? It's going to be exactly well, like all really? the other products. Yeah. So, But this is their projection, so they're obviously going to hype it. Of course. He says, this is not Netflix. This is not Disney. This is HBO Max. <laughs> it's going to have a very unique position in the marketplace. Uh, HBO Max is debuting as Apple and Disney <laughs> also launch subscription services. With that music underneath, Casey, it's going to be a wonderful uh, approach to streaming services. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before. We're very excited about the possibility. (laughs) We should have had someone else do this. I think one thing that they are going to try to do with this is maintain the... Uh, appointment television aspect of it. So the Game of Thrones on um, Sunday night at, at 9, the, the Watchmen, you know, people using HBO as water cooler conversation the next day, which is not what happens with Netflix. Well, and wait a minute. What is, what is HBO Max? It's it's a version of a streaming service, but it's going to apply uh, current exi- you know existing formats for HBO and, and Cinemax. And so it's basically yeah. like the HBO, the, the HBO ch- channel, for lack of a better word. Right. As a straight streaming service. Okay. It's something so, in other words, HBO in... Plus, you can go get, you can selectively pick your show. Am I correct on that, Nick? Yes. Yeah. That's That was my understanding. I'm sorry, Case. Were you, your, your take on it? No, no. It's just another one of these apps to shove that's, into your that, gaping apple. But hang on. In your yeah. gaping apple. But wait, wait. I already have HBO. I don't need this, right? Not I don't un- think so. Not unless you, I mean, listen, you probably already own uh, Endgame on, on DVD, so do you need the Disney Plus app? You know, it's, it's just another way to... No, 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 I, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about HBO particularly, this HBO Max uh, thing. My, my point is, is that there will be content provided by HBO Max that isn't provided by the HBO channel that you already have. That's a bunch of crap. I know, and that's... That's garbage. And that's why these things, that there's a bit of a back, backlash against them, because people are looking at Disney Plus and we're like, well, I already own all of these movies on DVD, why do I want it? And it's because... 
They're going to have the Mandalorian, and they're going to have new things that you don't have yet. So there, there are so many they, different ways to consume so much different content that people are kind of getting fed up with it. And they are. And ultimately, I think there's going to be blowback. Your exact reaction, Preston, is the reaction of a lot of people who say, what, what, wait a second, so I'm paying for this service, yeah. and, and I've, I've been a lifelong subscriber, and now you tell me I need this? It's like when you would buy video games, and you, you they, they charge you for add-ons to the video games. It's like... What's going on here? I think right. I think people seem they're they're nickel they're getting nickel and dime to death totally, and that's that start that's going to happen because honestly, there's only so much content you can take in yeah. and and without foregoing bathing and eating and living. Right. So um, there you go. Well, yeah, and and you're talking about nickel and diming to the hey, it's only ten dollars a month. Yeah, okay, but let's add that up for a year, one hundred twenty dollars. And I and I need five of these services to get all the shows that are that are brand specific to them, right? Which shows because like, and for, then you're talking over five hundred dollars, five six hundred dollars for a year. That's obscene. Yeah. I just did the DC channel. I just did the uh, the streaming service. I did, so I'm I'm ready for Picard. I got the uh, the CBS thing, but after a while, it's like you know, I think people are going to jump in, watch the shows they want, and or if these shows eventually end up on um, Apple TV. Uh, you know, because you can get it on uh, on iTunes, yeah. basically. Oh, they're different freaking names. You can just wait till the show's run its course and then pick it up. Then, but it's it's it is a, it is a bit annoying. I'd like to remind everybody that we are free of charge here. Yes, the and Steve. Show. Even our podcast, not one cent. So please enjoy that, and that is for the entire history of us being <laughs> yeah uh, in entertainment. So anyhow, uh, yeah. So this HBO Max is debuting as Apple and Disney have also launched their subscription services. So there you go. All right, we're ready for the clips. Here we go. An ex-lawyer looking to start a fresh life moves into a new mansion only to discover its supernatural secrets in Girl on the Third Floor. Uh, here, Tristy Kellen Dunn. <gasps> Kelly, Kelly Dunn. I think it's uh, Trieste. Okay, Trieste Kelly Dunn. Still doesn't help me. Talks about <laughs> getting into her scream queen role. Here we go. But it was fun. It was just like it was more physical than I thought it would be. Like, yeah, because you're running around. You're like screaming your head off. You can't practice stuff like that. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to rehearse this at home. You can't rehearse screaming. <laughs> I can't take it. Uh, the girl on the third floor is now playing in select theaters nationwide. <laughs> Here's the next one. The T-800 Terminator and Sarah Cotta return for more chaos in Terminator Dark Fate. In this clip, Arnold Schwarzenegger reminisces about James Cameron telling him his plans for another Terminator film. And he said to me, he says, what do you think about doing another Terminator movie? And I said, a Terminator movie? Yeah, I said, well, what would be the story? And he was telling me the story, and he says, and we're going to have Linda back. What about that? And I said, oh, man, that would be exciting. Terminator Dark Fate hits theaters Friday, by the way, and we have a screening tonight. Yay! It's in IMAX, and it will be at the UA Riverview, and uh, you can go to it tonight at 7.30. You need to be there by 7. I will take five callers at this very time. 215-263-WMMR, and we will put you on that list. You will get to see that movie tonight. How about that? So go ahead and give us a call, and let's get you on board. All right, we're going to take a break. Steve-O is stopping by this morning. He'll be in our studio performing at uh, Helium Comedy Club on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we're also going to talk to the author of Kindness and Wonder, Why Mr. Rogers Matters Now More Than Ever. The movie's coming out. His name is Gavin Edwards. We'll be talking to him later on today. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
Join Brent Porsche Thursday from 7 to 9 at the Union Tap, 2711 Comley Road in Northeast Philly for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. And enjoy two fifty Bud Light drafts and $3 Bud Light Platinum bottles. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. We were talking earlier about the, uh, uh, the three women behind home plate at the World Series flashing their bibbies. Uh, by the way, did that did that make it on national television? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It did, yes. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I don't care about the World Series it right was, now. So. There was no mistaking it. And the, you, I find myself watching Behind Home Plate a lot. I, I don't know I why, but too. I, yeah. I get distracted yeah. by it. And then, um, and then you saw this coming on. And it was one of those things where... The instant reaction was, wait, did I just see what I think I just right, saw? Yeah. Right. Blurred out, though, right? Because every replay I've seen of it. No, it's no. It's not. No, it, no, it, it was, was not. Live. In fact, there, there are screen captures it of it completely fine. But yeah. I only saw two uh, women. Me too. So, okay. When yeah, I was watching two, live. Two, two women were were officially banned. There may have been another one that was with them. And okay. I, I, all I three were, is my understanding. What? Yeah, that three, that all the three of them were officially banned. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but um, I only saw two women actually doing flashing while they were there. Right. So okay. so they're they're all Instagram models. I don't know what that means if they're regular model models, but they're Instagram so they're you know they they uh, they had their followers and stuff like that, but it was they had they shot a whole bunch of video Preston prior to going in with their plan to do what they were going to do and then they uh they they did it. So Yeah, it says here Julia Rose said she and a second woman were banned by Major League Baseball for the incident. Mm. Uh so mm. You know, and and I I haven't seen any flashing in a long time. You know, I haven't uh, you know the uh, Capitals won the Stanley Cup uh, last year, and you guys remember right after the win when the game yep. was over, they were skating around the rink with the with the Stanley Cup over yeah. their head, and there was a woman who pressed her boobs up against the ice. I mean, I'm sorry, no. against the, gl- uh, the glass. Against the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it briefly, um, but that I happened that. A, like a year and a half ago, uh, and so but that was the last that I remembered. Well, this the, the purpose and intent was to throw off. Uh, the pitcher. Uh, no, I think it was to bring attention to their Instagram following base because well, you, you got to figure, Steve, to have the seats that they had in the World Series. How much did those th- those tickets cost? Like thousands. 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 So, but so that was an investment to to um, further their brand. I, I wonder how many followers they gained just. Well, you from know, this. you're yeah. exactly right. So yeah. they got they got all that, and and the the, the cause well, has changed multiple times. From they were there, and they were look, you know, to distract a yeah. b for breast cancer. Okay, and then uh-huh. c to make a statement about women being able to be like they they said guy, a guy could flash without any issue. Sure, but they yeah. So the the uh, the Astros were they were pitching. They yes, were pitching, yeah. so they uh-huh. were definitely trying to distract him if they could. I okay. Would think. Uh, which didn't work because they ended up winning like seven one or something. They're also, I mean, if he's looking at the catcher, I, I, you know, this is a World Series. He's just, you know, focused. They were a little off to the left. Yeah. Um, still, <laughs> still, but it might make him pause for a moment and go, "Hang on." In fact, Here's yeah, he does. he does call time yeah. out. Yeah, he calls time. So he was looking. Okay. Um, I don't know if he called time or if the the, the batter called time, but uh, so maybe the third person was on the phone with somebody who was watching TV who said... Oh, you're right. The batter called time. We just watched the video. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, so maybe there was there was a third person who was giving them... Because they're flashing to get on TV, I think. I, I mean, I there might have been like five reasons. And, you know, one of them was breast cancer. Another one was uh, the whole... Nah, you're not allowed to show your booze, but guys are. They just wanted to flash and get yeah. their attention. And they got it. Yeah. Okay. You know, right? So, so ultimately, and they, they, I think it seemed like they were piling on reasons to do it after. Yeah. 
You know, Marissa, have you ever flashed your boobs to? Uh... <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I, I was staring at you. I was like, he's just about to ask me. Sure, <laughs> once. Well, once? mainly I'm asking yeah. to the the entire audience. Really, and this was to distract someone. Oh, not to distract somebody. Oh, okay. I Mardi think Gras? I got some pot once oh. in a parking lot of a Creed concert. At the spectrum. In order to get pot, you did this? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's a good way to get pot. <laughs> wow. In the parking lot of a Creed concert? I would totally give you pot if you flashed. <laughs> <laughs> the boobs can be used. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Most definitely. We've we've talked about that before. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it's a standard. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the standard uh, payout is beads if you go to Mardi Gras. That, yeah. In fact, that's that's expected. Yeah. That's uh, part of the game. I, I wonder, though, in this case... <laughs> Are, do you think some lawyers will pick up on this and say, how come, like, a guy could? Yeah, why not? A guy could could lift his shirt up and not be ejected. Do the, some yeah. kind of pro bono case and, yes. and get a little bit pro of a... pro boner. Absolutely. Yep, I think so. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of flashing when I went down to Jazz Fest. I think, like, it was to start that Mardi Gras atmosphere. Right. Because everyone's just walking around Bourbon Street, and you're kind of like, isn't it supposed to be a party down here? And then suddenly one girl flashes, and, like, boom, that's all it took. One set of boobs, and the party starts. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But I'm wondering about uh, about distracting, about using it to uh, to throw somebody off as sp- at a sport, at a sporting. Event. Yes, I'm. Sh- have you ever seen that happen in no, person? I've never. I've never. I think you're right. It's diminished. It used to, it used to happen a lot more. I've never been at a sports event. Now, I've seen it at a chess match, concerts. Uh, yes, I've definitely seen that before. That's a perennial. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Tom. Has a comment here. Hey Tom. Good morning. Hey bitches. Hey, hey what? Hey. What's up, Tom? Hey, so the one chick, uh, Julia Rose, I was, after it happened, I went on her Twitter. <laughs> yeah. She had 125,000 followers. I just checked this morning. She's already up to like 300,000. There you so. go. There you go. Yep. I Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, man. See you later. So what, they're just looking at, they've been, they've been, um, uh, closed out of the any stadium, any uh, baseball stadium. Now they're 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 banned. So uh, with, does does it come? Are there any criminal charges that they're facing? No, public lewdness. Nope, not that I've seen. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you remember, it was uh, I don't know, maybe like fifteen years ago, a little, little uh, maybe more like twenty years ago, when what used to be a regular thing at sporting events, specifically in the seventies and eighties, were streakers. People would run mm. out onto the field completely naked. They'd take him away. They'd, and that'd be it. Maybe a misdemeanor, a little slap on the wrist or something like that. But then <laughs> they started throwing charges yeah. that allude to if kids are in attendance, that yeah. it, it gets a little bit more dicey. And they started getting really serious about well, that. Well, in a more innocuous level, that Morgana, remember her? Was that her name? The Kissing mm-hmm. Bandit. Right, the Kissing Bandit. Yeah. She'd, she'd run out. And that was... And then at a certain point, you were wondering whether that was orchestrated with the team and whether it right. became part of the thing that was expected. And she had ridiculously large boobs. Yeah, and yeah. they would. She would. She would be wearing no bra, and they would yeah. flop up and down when she was running out. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was her thing to kind of uh, cause a bit of a stir. But people would run out completely <laughs> naked, full on nude, in sporting events pretty regularly. Uh, quick side question: Did she end up in one of the Naked Gun movies? <laughs> I don't know. Or was there a version of that that ended she, up she with, might, maybe when Frank Drebin was the umpire? Uh, okay, sorry. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hang on. Let me go to uh, Sh- uh, Shana. Hey, Shana. Good morning. Hey, hi. Hey, hi. What's up, Shana? So, Julia, who was one of the flashers, I follow her on Instagram. She used to be on an MTV show called Are You the One? Okay. 
so I followed her from that. And so I know that they started uh, an online website called shagmag.com, (laughs) which is basically a porn site where they make videos, these girls together. Um, and that is what they were promoting by doing this flashing. So oh, really? So it's a girl-on-girl yeah. girl girl porn site called Shag Mag? From what I understand from Instagram, yes. Huh. And they all started it, and that's now that as they're, like, posting these, uh, you know, articles from the baseball game, it's all to promote this website. Well, you know, now now our, our, our interest has peaked, obviously, because of this. And you wonder, as Casey <laughs> pointed out, how, how did they get tickets I wonder there if they, uh, they brought their way down. You know, if they didn't have those tickets, but if they used their guile and their their, their sexy ways and yeah. their charms and their boobs to get better seats, you know, to get to work their way down. Damn, I don't I'd know. I'd use man. my penis to get either. better seats. I'd say normally, but maybe not World the Series. Wor- exactly, the World Series. That's, home, that's, that's that's difficult. World Series behind home plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you just know one security guard though, yeah. and you go say hi. But what are, what are the chances of an empty seat being down there? You know what yeah, I mean. And do, are they from Houston? Do they know these security guards? Like, where are they from? Because you guys might know a security guard because you're from this area. And you go to, you know what I mean. The, I don't necessarily know if these guys are from. Washington D.C. I wonder where the game was. Case, what if they had like rich um, sponsors who or who pay or at least made the investment to get them? Yeah, to, you know all of this stuff. Yeah, because- and again, again, they had to time it perfectly so that they got on TV, which is not always easy. Believe me, I tried <laughs> to get on TV on Sunday at the Eagles game, and, and you I, did, and I put myself in a, in a great position, and I did not have to show my boobs. But hey, explain um, what happened. Explain what you well, did. Well, no, no, I, I will in a second. Yeah. But uh, there, so you know, uh, the story is that three people got banned, but only two people showed their boobs. So I, there had to have been a third person who was like on the phone with somebody who said, "Okay." I can see, and they wore bright yellow shirts, right. so you could see them. Okay, we can see you now. Lift your shirt, and you see the one girl lift her shirt, and then the other one's like, "Oh, okay, you know, now it's time." So this this was calculated. Oh um, yeah, pretty yeah. good. I don't. I really don't mind. Is what does it air on ESPN? What the World Series? Yeah, it was on it's Fox. Fox. It's on Fox. Fox. Okay. Yeah, no, it's Fox. Okay. I was watching it live and and digital antenna, so no delay or anything. By the way, Nick, uh, people are texting, and it was Kingpin. Yes, Bill Murray uh. cops a feel that uh, Morgana. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Comes out. It's a great scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he brings her back, <laughs> grabs her scene. ass, and yeah. somebody texted in that uh, they had a streaker at their powder puff game. <laughs> Wait, what's a, a powder puff game? That's where the girls play football. Oh Jesus. High school? Yeah, you guys never had powder yeah. puff games? Mm-hmm. Or you did? Okay, yeah. So the the girls play football and okay. the guys dress up as cheerleaders and it's it's all that. But so they had a streaker at their powder puff game and they got arrested. So there you go. Yeah, they're they're not tolerating this. I I think once your 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 dong is hanging out in front of kids, uh, you know, but they in the in the the thing that's the issue now is is it okay like, you know, in the stadium for a for a woman to to take her top off? Mm, yeah. You know? Um are the mooning and the pressed ham as big anymore? <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> I mooned somebody uh, last week. <laughs> you did last week. Yeah, I I didn't. I was going to press hand, but I didn't want to. It was it was down the hall at, at the other studio. I didn't see. <laughs> wait, wait, our own coworkers. Yeah, I didn't see bare ass uh, yesterday, but I did see a man spread his butt cheeks uh, on the streets of Philadelphia. What? Why? Uh, so <laughs> we we were at we were at Steven Singer Jewelers, and we were walking over there. And uh, somebody had pulled over to the, it was at uh, right at 8th and Walnut, insanely busy there, okay? So this person had parked his car 
in a non-parking spot too close to the corner. A city bus is making the turn. Mm. The car's parked where it shouldn't be, so the bus can't make the turn. The car's in the way. So the bus driver starts leaning on the horn. Well, the guy who had parked the car happened to be standing right there, and he didn't like that. And he starts flipping off the bus driver. Meanwhile, everybody else is honking their horn, going, dude, move your car, move your car. And the guy bends over, spreads his butt cheeks, I got video. I took video after it. Did he drop trow? No, All he right. didn't. He didn't, but he wanted to. He was pointing to his ass and yeah. spreading his butt cheeks. Was he like, "Excuse me, may I ask you a few questions?" No. What does that mean? Oh, it's from uh, Ace Ventura. That's no, detective. I, no, I don't. A very, you. very famous scene in that movie. <laughs> no, but he was he was spreading his butt cheeks and and pointing to it. So. What? It wasn't a full-on moon, and it wasn't pressed ham, but it was still very entertaining. Yeah, did the guy end up moving his car? Or? Well, we, so we were we were actually in our car at the time. The bus was blocking our way to get to where we wanted to go, and so we we f- sat through two cycles of the light, and then we're like, we're out of here. So we made yeah. a turn, and by the time we got back down to that corner. Or, or while we were there, we we saw a meter maid walking over. We're like, this dude's illegally parked. She's like, I know. She was rolling her eyes, so she was headed Oof. over there. But There's, he was gone by the time we got we parked right. our car and got down there. There's a homeless gentleman um, right on mm. Front Street near Delaware Avenue, like right behind the Target, uh, who stands there with like a coat on and his belt uh, buckled, but his pants low enough so his ass is hanging out. And if like somebody honks their horn or something in a stop sign, he'll turn around and just lift up his jacket, and you just see. Everything. Really? So he's Everything. a performance artist. Pretty much, Steve, yes. Yeah. Does he get paid so, for that? So he's doing that for entertainment value? For or? Breast Cancer Month. <laughs> <laughs> See, it all comes around. It's all relative. I think personal Steve. entertainment. <laughs> Brown eye for breast cancer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I love I it. I think that's a new Let's slogan. see if we can do that. Yep. Brown eye for breast cancer. November. And, yeah. And yeah, all, all October, <laughs> bend over and spread your butt cheeks. It's for breast cancer. Brown Come on. Get, you get it, right? Come on. Charity. All right. Uh, let me see. Hang on. Sean has a, a response about the ladies in the World Series. Hey, Sean, good morning. Nothing but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a but yeah. Not a but yeah. What's no. up, man? So they put a uh, video on YouTube kind of the whole, like, two days prior to the flashing. And um, they show them buying tickets or, like, credit card gets declined because it's so much money. Um, they show them getting kicked out and like, the aftermath. So... It's like so, a four or five minute video. So they put it up prior to it. Uh, once they got, yeah, or after the game, they um, but they, they but they had, they had been filming it beforehand. Yeah, okay. my 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 guess right. is there was so Thanks. I don't think they pulled their Instagram money mm-hmm. and bought. T- I think somehow someone else. Yeah, I mean, listen, and we're talking about it, and why? Because they're three very attractive Instagram models, and they got. Yeah, and it's, it's no pun intended titillating, but there's 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 somebody behind this who's got a little bit more money. Well, I don't because- know. I mean, they cut them ten grand. I mean, you they may have seen that as worth paying for all the exposure that they were going to get out possible. of it. Possible. So, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. But how? What were those tickets going for? Uh, you know, face value. That's a good question. Anybody have any idea? I paid uh, six hundred dollars for one ticket in two thousand eight for a World Series, and it was not behind home plate, and that was you know that was face value. For good seats behind the uh, visitors' dugout, and so Wait, that, that was, was that was, was ten years value? ago. Yeah, six hundred bucks, six twenty-five, something so, like that. So, so maybe I, it wasn't that much. But yeah. well, but I would guess behind home plate, two or three rows back, uh, probably four grand, four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, per. per yeah per. All right. Yeah. Well, you're right, Bill Preston. Maybe they see it as a, as a viable business investment. It know. certainly has paid off in yeah. fame. Yeah. Mm. 
I wonder if they have sponsors and all that other good Probably. stuff on there. What's uh, their website? Buttmasters.com. <laughs> yeah, it busts the Asians. Yeah. What's the, uh, the uh, Patreon? Um, Buttmasters. <laughs> there's a... Uh, um, Patreon is, is uh, like open... Right. And it's open material. sourcing, right? Yeah. yeah. But so uh, you can sponsor anybody through Patreon, right? Okay, yes. And so these three women are sponsored via Patreon uh, to do whatever. And so they make several thousand dollars a month. Just through that. So they probably could have gotten sponsored to buy these tickets hmm. to show up and do something titillating. Okay. No pun, pun intended. intended. Actually, pun intended. That, that one I think intended. it was. Yeah. Uh... Well, you know, hey, whatever. It's Listen, I didn't care about the World Series, and now, now I kind of do. do. <laughs> I think it's, you know, maybe yeah. this is healthy. I Who was knows? furious because I was reminded that I wasn't going to see a new episode of The Simpsons uh-huh. because Fox was carrying it last night. <laughs> and uh, and there we go. Yeah. And At a certain point, unless, unless you're invested, team-wise. I know, you, yeah. you, you, Nick, you're a big baseball Oh, yeah, I love, I love it. It's been a really yeah. uh, interesting World Series game six tonight. By the way, their Patreon, it's uh, 15 bucks a month. And uh, she has nearly 10,000 uh, subscribers, which means that she's making $150,000 a month. It says way, underneath her picture, Shag Member. Yeah. Shag, yeah. there you go. Shag yep. Member. And Shag then, Mag. Yeah. And then Shag Member. Okay. Yeah. She's also got 3 million Instagram followers. And I'm sure that's going up all million? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though. It's wild when you go, when you hop on Twitter. And so I end up following a lot of people who, who follow me just <laughs> to, as a, you know, to say thank you for following me. And so I get uh, exposed to what they put up as well a lot of times. <laughs> and the the people who classify themselves as social social media models, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a very relaxed uh, definition of model when it comes to social media in, in many instances. Yeah. And, and Are these people that are claiming themselves as that? Claiming themselves? Okay. Model uh, is, is a stretch. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of times they're, they're wholly unattractive, but they believe they're, um, you know, they, they they have a contract with Twitter, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Julia Rose is followed on Instagram by Angela Perfetto. There you uh, go. Yeah, uh, Ryan Felipe. Oh, yeah. there you go. Chris Hogan, who is a wide receiver for the Panthers these days. So she's legit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny that you can just go and find out, you know, who of your followers follow. Does Angela have a Patreon account? Uh, does she have a what account? I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, so so this chick is winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody's talking oh, are you about kidding her. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Deal. Yeah, of course. But she was winning when it, God gave her a, a DNA structure that ended up working out nicely. But this strategy has worked. Yeah. 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 So the the thing is, is what what do you do next? What's uh, uh, how do you top that? I think you try to become a Supreme Court judge. Maybe yeah. you do yeah, that. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, when's the next game? Is it tonight? Yep. All right. Uh, you going to do a case? Preston Steve butt plug um, behind home plate. What do you think? Do you think that'll get us some? <laughs> what do you mean? If I put a butt plug in and I moon the camera and oh, it says Preston and Steve on it. I didn't know. I thought this was a charity yeah. thing. I thought it was yeah. a charity event. I thought he was uh, talking about promoting a charity. All right, I'll put, I'll put a can of uh, something up there instead. Yeah. But we use It'll be the camp out for hunger. We say how butt plug all the time. Yeah. How, about, how about inserting a mag light? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were going actual butt plug. No, is it Preston's tea butt? Yeah, I guess you're. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. So there, putting a full police mag light into his butt. <laughs> you know the game sure has changed, Ralph. It's for breast uh, cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get to Houston tonight, Case. It's not in DC. Sorry. Oh, yeah. it's in Houston, maybe. 
Well, you see, DC would have been doable. Right. All right. How much for a for a <laughs> DC was at, yeah. DC was viable, but like Houston seems yeah. ex- extraordinarily difficult. Wait, what did you say? How much for a maglite? Uh, no, no, no. How much, I may have said that. How much? No, no, no. For behind the home plate. <laughs> oh, seat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Do you carry full size maglites <laughs> like the police use? <laughs> it's for my butt. <laughs> You check that, or you buy it when you get to Houston. Like you can buy that when I'm you get sorry, to Houston. What, what's yeah. That? yeah. Oh, it's it's for breast cancer month. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I would do it for camp out for hunger. I mean, there you go. That, that, that is the obvious uh, abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that with the next time we're up at the uh, award show in Washington, right? Yeah. <laughs> they remember they they play little clips. I'm the- Kelly Ripa, <laughs> and everyone was moved to tears when Casey put a mag light in his butt and said, "F hunger in the butt." <laughs> <laughs> Those inspiring words are now etched on marble. <laughs> That's the statement I yeah. made. Yeah. F hunger in the F butt. Hunger in the butt. <laughs> Camp out. Can't wait to see those signs this year. Oh my God, no. Oh. No, you can't. Okay. Have your son or daughter. Yeah. yeah. Camp out for hunger. Oh I love God. how I love how they, you know, after the fact, it started attaching yeah. social impact. We we believe that women should be able to do this in public. Yeah. Oh, it's a chance for it's yeah. It's to stop big game hunting. <laughs> really, really. Never forget Cecil the lion. Yeah. 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 Harambe. Harambe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my. God. The boxer rebellion. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Come on. I love it. How many people had to die because of the Prussian War? I wonder how many interviews they're doing this morning, you know, or yesterday. I oh, wonder yeah. I wonder how, how they're embraced by, um, like, do they end up on GMA and the Today Show? Do yeah. They, you know? Yeah. What about, the, like, Bachelor Nation or Dancing with the Stars? Oh, or, that, you know, you oh my God. Where it could think a, a, a moment like that. Who was it we had by here the other day uh, that said uh, Bagel Boy? Uh, the, the bagel oh, man. Yeah, exactly. The angry bagel guy. The angry bagel guy. Yeah. yeah. His, was doing some kind he, of show or yeah. something like he's that. Doing I know stand he's doing up. boxing. He has oh, yeah. Damon Feldman boxing, which uh, I guess that that came off. But the, uh, yeah, stand up and performing now. He's got yeah. an agent. Was it Soder that, that was here that was talking about that? Maybe. I don't remember. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you're right. Something like this yeah. can like, spin off into a pseudo celebrity career that'll last just yeah. for a little bit. How but. quick do you think? Do you think now we're getting to the point where there's, um, where we maybe a year ago, two years ago, you'd be be more inclined to get swept up in it. I think now I see an almost immediate reaction against it. Oh, the these, ba- yeah. these overt, these overt yeah. attention grabs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're I right, I think Steve. find people being much more suspect of things. Totally. However, it's still working. It's like, still you works. Know, and, you're right. And, and, and I'm you're aware right. of her name now. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not as uh, enamored by it, yeah. but I'm aware of it. I wonder, but and there's no viable, the transition would have to be, we would have to completely ignore it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, but um, you know what? She's, we're not. She, uh, how can you ignore it? She's trying to get pay, uh, pets spayed and neutered and doing <laughs> it all for the SPCA. And you Harambe. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They can spin it into all yeah. that stuff. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> I'm showing you my areola to save these puppies. <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do, man. For a this good is call. Bing Bing the Chihuahua. <laughs> He's what they call the tripod. Oh my God! His leg was removed because of cancer. <laughs> Here, my.
bibbies. <laughs> they were my bibbies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, a reminder that the Camp Out for Hunger is coming up, and uh, we're going to F hunger in the butt. That's right. <laughs> F hunger in the butt. Yeah, and uh, if you have not gotten your dates set for that, it is uh, December 2nd through the 6th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. <laughs> Uh, so details, WMMR.com. I had somebody asking me, uh, te- uh, emailed me about um, uh, sending out boxes and stuff like that. Yes. You can put together your own box with the information that we have at WMMR.com. You can print up the banners and put it on a box at work and help us. Uh, you know, you can be a part of this uh, in that regard as well. So feel free to go to uh, com and PrestonSteve.com. Yeah, there's a sort of a kit there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just uh, click on the bare boobs and that'll take right. you <laughs> straight to it. It's all charity, Mike. Yep. Absolutely. Well, of course, yes. So. You can do anything for charity. F hunger in the butt. Uh, all right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. I got some bizarre file stories uh, that I think you're going to love. And also, Steve-O is going to be here in a little while. Yeah. Steve-O is appearing at uh, Helium Comedy Club Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Friday and Saturday are sold out. Some tickets remain for Thursday, so keep that in mind. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I'm going to do a couple of shout outs before we get into the B file. Uh, I I have a stack of him. Listen, stack of them here that are just here you go. Here's one from July 3rd. July 3rd. Yes. Uh, It says, Hey, I'm a new listener. I love it. Uh, I have a request for my boyfriend, Video Aiello who believes that you and Steve are, in fact, his best friends. <laughs> uh, nice. he Probably is, not anymore since it's July 3rd. I know, I know. He is a six-foot-five monster who drives all day and has friends who listen to you both as well, conversing like truck drivers on your daily topics. Oh. And announcing him on your broadcast would completely make his day. If you could give him a shard-out on his travels, I'll whip up some baked goods and have him drop by, stop by and drop them off. It's okay. You don't need to do that. Thank you. <laughs> After all, she says he knows where his BFFs live. Uh, I ha- love that. Happy days to you all. That is for Mia, Maria Silvestro. So here is a shout out uh, for Vinny. Hope you guys are still together because this is from July 3rd. <laughs> you know, though, people come yeah. up and they say, is it, is it weird that we can, you know, they, they talk to you and they know things about us or whatever. And it, it's not we consider you our friend. It's so that we understand that vibe. Yeah. Are you, you considering? Or, it's actually, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. We yeah. love it. Uh, this is, hey, guys, I'm from Delco. And this is from October 1st. So we're oh, getting, yay. This is much better. Oh, Last year. Delco. <laughs> I have been listening to you guys from the Y100 days. I moved to the D.C. area for work, but still podcast you guys every day. My birthday was Tuesday, October 1st. And was shocked as S to get a birthday message from the entire WMMR team. Pierre even played the gong. You guys are really bad singers. <laughs> a great surprise and a fantastic perk of being a uh, WMMR VIP member. Thank you. I wanted to give a shout out uh, to you guys, you effing rock. And that is from loyal podcaster Eric uh, Shafil. Uh, so a shout out for us. But yes, you get a little birthday greeting if you're a VIP member. So sign up for it. Here's another one that says, hey, my sister Mackenzie and I are longtime listeners, loyal podcasters, not-so-privileged camp-out attendees, and PNS enthusiasts in general. It's well known that all of our information, both news and celeb, 
is derived from what we hear on the podcast, <laughs> and we often tout outdated stories as breaking news since we're inevitably a month or so behind on listening. That being said, I'd love to send my sister a birthday shout out. The beauty being that is not it is that it is not until December sixteenth. So if you happen to get to it beforehand, odds are she won't hear it until sometime in December. <laughs> or if you file this into the shout outs for later file. Uh, so we're going to do this now. Happy birthday, Ken's and Gadzook's gang, and that is from Amber Pavlo. So there you go, a shout out for you, Ken's. Here's one that says, "Hey, Preston, just to let you know." When was this one from? This is from uh, the 15th. Oh, not bad. Let you know, you guys know that a prior winner of Council Rock North School District, coolest teacher, Phil Mann, just released his first book. It's a sincere message for fathers and their overall emotions for their daughter slash daughters. He is a loving husband and wonderful father to their two daughters. The book is called I Will Always Protect You by Philip Mann and is available on Amazon. Please share his book and message with the wonderful WMMR community. They say it's from an anonymous friend, so we'll do a shout-out for him putting his book out. Thank you very much. Congratulations, Mr. Mann. From his Mr. publisher. Mr. Mr. Mann! It works Mr. out. Man. Hey, Mr. Man, you with your book. Mm-hmm. You book-writing man, you. Uh, here's what it says. I want to give a shout-out to our new baby boy, Nolan, and my amazing wife, Caitlin. He was born October 15th, five weeks early. He's in the NICU and maybe there for a few weeks, or maybe he's out by now because uh, this was, yeah, on the 15th. Uh, my wife and I are in Chicago, but are huge fans and loyal podcasters. We are listening to you guys in the delivery room, or we were listening to you guys in the delivery room while waiting for the baby to arrive. Chicago! Chicago! A special moment for me happened on the way to the hospital in, uh, My Life by the Beatles and What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong played on my iPhone. I'll never forget that. Thank you for always bringing the haha, <laughs> a shout out to your wife, and that is from Mike Gerard. So there, you that's go. a Bill West. You got to bring the haha. Got to bring the haha. I know. Funny. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It wasn't very good. Didn't bring the haha. <laughs> good morning, Cleveland. Oh my god, <laughs> that's where I know funny came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know funny. Mm-hmm. Casey, uh, are you done with your shout outs? No, I got more. I do, all right, all right. Let me do, it. and then you got something. Yeah, you know this is, and as Marissa pointed out before, we we're going to go into this. We were talking about doing this right at this point, and, and Marissa said, when you do this, you're going to get a whole bunch more. But listen, it's okay. We love doing it. Yep. Just understand if can't get to them exactly on the time you want. Uh, this is hey, I want to give and some of these I haven't fully read yet. So uh, I wanted to take the time and give one member of my hometown of Pendel, PA, some recognition. His name is Phil Sweeney. Every summer has a huge party called Phil Stock, and uh, he always asks people to come to donate canned goods so he can give them to Phil Abundance. It's a great time with food, music, and vibes. It may not be on the scale of Camp Out for Hunger, but I personally feel like he deserves a shout out. Phil Stock already happened this year, but he's already planning next year, which he wants to make a block party. And I think with your help, he would be able to stamp out hunger in our community. Hope this email finds you well. Ray John, that's from Amy Fox. That's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, all those little things really do help. <laughs> yep. uh, let me do one more, and then we'll try to catch up to some on another date. Uh, dear President Steve Crew, I was hoping to get a shout-out to my lovely wife, Michelle, who's amazing. We all know moms and wives are superheroes. My, mom, my wife not only gets to put up with my shenanigans at home, uh, but at work as well. She's the boss at home and at work. And I love her time together. Please send her a shout-out for her birthday, October 16th. Sorry. 
Uh, thanks, and Ray John, love you guys. And that is from Rob Slack. So here you go. That's for Michelle. All right, Casey. Okay, so it's a it's a shard out. It's a thank you, and it's uh, there's a, a it's a dessert. A, there's a small little story involved here as well. Ah. Uh, so I spent the weekend in Canada, and uh, I went to Canada because I went to the Eagles game in Buffalo. Didn't want to spend the weekend in Buffalo. I met. Uh, I went with my cousin and his stepson. So we met at the. Uh, Plymouth Meeting Mall, and that's not in Canada. No, we that's where we met. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I picked up lunch for everybody at the Chick Fil A at the mall. Um, you know, in the course of like me trying to get like ready and move things around the car, I leaned over and accidentally, without knowing, I popped a hole in the bottom of my soda <laughs> with my straw. Okay, and I had no idea. So then, just as we're about to leave, you put it in the cup holder. When I put it in, it, yeah, oh. it was it was in the cup holder. Okay. So just as we're about to leave, I go to take a sip from my soda, and I end up spilling soda all over my my pants and my um my my seat. And this is your new car. This is my brand new car. Oh, my brand dude. new 2020 Super Outback. Thank you, Rafferty Super. Anyway, um, I'm like, oh my god, you got to be effing kidding me! Like, we're we're ready to go. So I, I get out of the car and I'm like. I don't have. I didn't get any napkins. I'm like, oh man, I, I guess I gotta like run into Dick's Sporting Goods because that's where we were. I'm like, do I gotta like get some napkins? And then I just hear this guy go, "Yo, Gadzooks, man!" And I turn around. And he's like, "Dude, I love the show." It's some guy in a like a waste management trash truck. Thank. I never got your name, bro. But I go, hey man, oh thank you so much. I go, would you happen to have any napkins? He had a full roll of paper towels, and he oh. handed them to me. Like, I couldn't believe my luck. I, at first, I thought I had bad luck, and as it turns out, I still I did have bad luck, but it was great timing. So this guy, whoever you are, you are my, my knight in shining armor. <laughs> You're my angel. Thank you so much. Shout out to you. Thank you. All right, and so can you describe what this guy looked like? Um, all right, so he was wearing like a, a um, no, I can't. It, yeah. <laughs> Okay. He looked like a guy, like a tough guy who would, like, drive a trash truck. You yeah. know, he had, like, a cool Phillies hat on. But he was um, a pleasant guy. Had really, paper, yeah. paper towels. And, but he was wearing a, a uniform that would indicate he was... Uh, it was a French Foreign Legion uniform? Or, or was he in a trash truck? He was said? driving the truck. Okay. Right. He was actually driving the truck. And so, it was a trash truck? And it was a trash truck. Okay. And the route includes Dick's Sporting Goods, Yeah, Cleaning Mall. So, yeah, maybe we can narrow it down. Yeah. 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 Whoever you are, would you know... It would be great to reunite you guys live on the air. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> Casey. Oh, my God. We have oh someone in the, in the green room. Yes, and then we bring him in. And then he came back into his life. <laughs> and they became best friends. My um, Trash Truck Friend, starring Casey Boy. My Trash Truck Friend. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'll never leave you without paper towels. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> came to your rescue. He really did come to my rescue because I, I didn't know. I mean, it was, an, it was a full soda that was, by the way. Did he sweep you up into his big, powerful arms? No, but I did. I did drink a lot of the soda out of the cup holders, <laughs> With, out of the straw, With out straw? of the straw. Yeah. Oh. yeah, listen, it was it was a brand new car. The cup holders were it's fairly probably pretty clean. clean. Yeah, and yeah. you needed to get the liquid out of it. Now, did you did you drink and swallow or drink and spit? No, I swallowed it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Swallowed, swallowed it. I mean, it's it's really uh, in the beginning of a relationship, you do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> All then right. later on, you spit it out the window. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, we just got this in. Uh, Vinny and Maria are still together. Oh, Yay! Yay! Somebody no texted it. That's a wonderful thing. All right, we got to do the Bizarre File, so let's do it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! 
Brought to you this morning by Gwynedd Mercy University, where you can uh, make a difference and a living. You can check out their fall open house on Saturday, November 9th. To learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service, sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. From time to time, a news story uh, will surface, and everybody thinks that should be on the Bizarre File. So I get it sent from everyone, and this is indeed that story. The happiness of a gender reveal party turned to tragedy when a woman was killed by debris from an explosion. The Marion County Sheriff's Office in Iowa said a gender reveal announcement resulted in an explosion which caused a flying piece of debris to strike the victim. The family was experimenting with explosive material in an attempt to record a gender reveal that could be posted on social media. Family members inadvertently... Created a pipe bomb with gunpowder. They built a freaking pipe bomb. Instead of gunpowder shooting the powder out of the top of the stand that they made, the stand exploded, sending metal pieces flying. Pamela Crymeyer, 56 years old, was struck in the head and it caught it killed her instantly. Killed her right then and there. It's a boy. Can you imagine? What, uh, I'm sorry, was it the the mother of bee that was killed? Excuse me? Was it the mother-to-be that was killed? or It, just it just says okay. Pamela Kramer, 56, was struck okay. in the head. I'm guessing Probably she not the was mother. not yeah. the yeah. mother. Oh my God. Uh, gender reveal parties, of course, have gained popularity in recent years, and there have been several reported accidents, most notably in 2007. A party in Arizona ignited a wildfire that burned nearly 50,000 acres. You know that explosion by the refinery? That was a gender reveal party. <laughs> no. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no idea. Wow. Uh, in Japan, they have these things called host bars and bar hosts. Uh, one woman found out in a violent way that a host that she'd been cozying up to wasn't as nice as he'd seemed. These are people that are there to help you have a good time. Yes. At clubs. So 23-year-old host Hiro Kawak- uh, Kawakami was out in Tokyo in the bar district with a younger co-worker host and two women that they had met when they come to their club as customers. The group booked a private karaoke box and began singing, but apparently one of the women didn't care or for Kawakami's musical stylings and began making fun of him for his off-key vocal performance, calling him tone-deaf. Kawakami and the woman then got into a verbal confrontation, prompting the other woman to step in and try and intervene. Having had his vocal cords mocked, Kawakami then decided to show off what he could do with his cranium, so he head-butted the second woman otherwise striking her, fracturing her orbital floor Jesus. in the process. <clears throat> he did not take kindly to it. He did, uh, uh, criticize my singing? He had been dishonored. Kawakami, you make me lose a face. Kawakami was subsequently arrested and taken into custody by police during questioning. I'm looking on sunshine. <laughs> during questioning, he admitted to the charges saying, the woman was making fun of me by saying I sucked at singing. And it pissed me off. Meanwhile, the woman's jury... Uh, so I figured that would cave in her skull. The woman's injury is expected to take about a month to heal up. That's insane. Among the 28 men and women charged in a large methamphetamine conspiracy is an attorney, a man known as Cooter, and a woman known as Milf. The conspiracy <laughs> lasted from 2018 till June of this year and involved at least a half kilo of methamphetamine. The only reason I bring this up is because of the names. Yeah, why am I betting that MILF is absolutely not 
Dude, it is so far off base. <laughs> yeah? You can't even begin to imagine. I Can, saw do you have a mug, picture there? I saw the mug shot. I don't have a picture here, but it's it's what you think. Is it like calling me bodybuilder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> among among <laughs> those accused of uh, using homes to distribute drugs are Christopher Cooter Staten and Terry Ard, who according to an indictment was known as MILF. Uh, as she was distributing the drugs. 16 of the 28 defendants are being held. The remaining 12 have been released on their own recognizance. Oh, my God. We're looking at the MILF. Oh, is that? Oh, I saw a different picture that was even worse. Mm-hmm. Much oh, worse than that. So, all right. How about this? A Mass- Mom, I'd like to forget. A Massachusetts state police trooper will face a judge next month accused of performing a lewd act on himself during a concert at Gillette Stadium. Mind, this is a state trooper, okay? Yeah. So uh, Trooper Andrew Patterson was able to sneak out a side door uh, during court Thursday at a closed-door hearing. In the hearing, a clerk decided Patterson can be charged with lewd, wanton, and lascivious conduct for his behavior at a Luke Bryan concert. God, this song is good. Excuse me. Yeah, police wrote in their report that uh, Patterson was extremely intoxicated. His speech was thick and slurred when they tried to talk to him. The witnesses were a couple sitting next to Patterson. Police were called to the floor of Gillette. For the report of a fight where they found a couple who said that Patterson and a friend had been acting inappropriately throughout the night. Patterson had sat in the chair one of, of one of the victims. And when asked to move, Patterson motioned for him to sit on his lap. Patterson then ate some of the victim's popcorn, too. <laughs> oh. At another point, Patterson removed his penis from his shorts and began to pleasure himself. This is a great concert. I'm going to rub one out if you don't mind. Jesus. This song, what a surprise. <laughs> I just can't help myself. No, it doesn't even sound this good on the album. I'm going to have to rub one out. Thank you. Patterson's friend. May I borrow some popcorn? Now, Patterson's friend apologized to the group. Sorry. And then, <laughs> and then left. He just loves music. And the group left. One of the witnesses used uh, the eggplant emoji to write about the incident on Facebook, apparently as it was unfolding. And police later reviewed the post as part of their investigation. Uh, they wrote, sick F even pulled out his and then had the eggplant emoji. <laughs> Uh, when Patterson and his friends returned, one member of the group pretended to grind on the female witness while another one recorded the dancing on his cell phone. That seems like an unpleasant concert experience. Yeah, the male witness knocked the phone out of the recording trooper's hand and then one of the troopers punched him in the face. The male witness said he then threw a chair at the two men. Uh, the couple told police that at the time they didn't want to press charges over the fight, but after hearing their story and reviewing the Facebook post. And a string of text messages police indicated in the report that they were going to pursue a lewdness charge against Patterson. So they weren't going to press charges, but the police got involved and they were like, okay, we got to take care of this. And this is a Luke Bryan concert? A Luke Bryan concert. Oh, I may have to check that out. Yeah. If the music's so good, it makes you want to spank yourself. It's got to be yeah. something good in there, right? All right, and then uh, finally, we will end with this. A, uh, let's go with this one. A 28-year-old man hid a video camera in a bathroom to film his roommates nude, according to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. (laughs) Deputies arrested Joshua Michael Riffle on two video voyeurism charges after a 58-year-old woman with whom he was living reported him. Uh, The woman told deputies she was in her bathroom and she noticed a USB charging hub. Mm. She showed a friend who said that it was actually a hidden camera. Oh, boy. Uh, She also found the camera SD card, which stores the pictures and video. The footage included several videos of her and her daughter nude while undressing and showering. She also found videos of Riffle himself installing and adjusting the camera and of him spanking it in the shower, too. 
So he's got footage of himself? Himself. What the hell is this? Oh, look at me. Yeah. You know, he was just warming up for the Luke yeah. Bryant show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, look at those nipples. Look at those nipples. Man, this is one massive man. Detectives arrested oh, Riffle. Oh, one massive meaty man. Detectives arrested Riffle at his place of work. Crabby, do? Crabby's Bar and Grill. <laughs> wow, Crabby's Bar and Grill. Picked him up at Krabby's. There you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file this morning. All right, uh, we have some friends that are here. Jersey Mike's has arrived. It's my Jersey Mike's, Preston. It's your location? Yeah, man. Well, they have over 20 locations in the Delaware Valley, Nick. Where would yours be? Radnor. All right, in Radnor. Uh, Jersey Mike's stands for fresh. Fresh cut meats, cheeses, fresh veggies, and freshly baked cookies. <gasps> Jersey Mike's be a sub <laughs> above. And I can take caller number eight and give you a $50 gift card. 215-263-WMMR, and you can check out all information you need at jerseymikes.com. We're going to take a break. Steve O is going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club, and he will be in our studio in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is performing at Helium Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, sold out. So you got to get your tickets for Thursday. Get them now at heliumcomedy.com. Uh, we welcome Steve O to the studio. Yeah. Nice to be back, man. Thank you, guys. Good to see you, sir. And I saw you're in a good place sitting here caressing your dog as we're <laughs> leading into the interview. Yeah, this dog is, is such a star. It's the one I found in the streets of Peru. In and you, Peru. You, you did yeah. mountain climbing and the whole thing. Correct, I've seen yeah. the videos. Uh-huh, the I dog's know. gorgeous. It's mortifying for me to be such an attention whore and to have worked so hard doing all of these things. And then the one video I put out that gets the most viewership is the one where I find a dog on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. It's true. But I mean, you know, people and in, in the city and, and, and my wife and I do a lot of animal charity stuff in the city. And it's, it had a bad reputation. It's turned around and there's just so many pet people. But you you put up, I don't care what the hell you put up. Put a picture of, of, of you with a dog or a cat, boom. Right, Huge. right. No, but in this case, the video of me finding this dog, it, it, it's the only thing I've ever posted that cleared a hundred million views. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. She's a le- legitimate hey, star in her own right. What are the logistics of getting a dog from Peru back to the U.S.? Uh, Is that a pain in the ass or was it, it pretty easy? I heard it was a real pain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I was shooting this TV show down there and the production <laughs> took care of all of it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. I had, they handled I it. I had absolutely nothing to do with it. There's, there are some areas, and you, you know, you, you try, and there's, a, you know, we've we've gone to different areas sometimes, like in, in Puerto Rico or wherever. You see, you see a dog on the side of the street, and you'll pick it up and try to get it to a shelter. And you know, you don't know when you're out of the state, you don't know what they have as far as facilities go. Yeah. So, but uh, this, your dog Wendy. hit pay dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's been to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Luckiest day of Wendy's life yeah. was coming across you. But she, she, what a great demeanor! Oh, you she's know? the best. It's 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 awesome. Do you ever do you ever do you guess do some? And I find it with 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 animals and pets. I just lull into that crazy. You know, I just I do the speak and the whole thing, oh, and, yeah. I, and in public, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I hope I don't sound like an idiot. But it, sure, but yeah, yeah. But it's it's just the thing you do. You know, yeah, it sure it sure is. I think though though, uh, and you've 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 you walked the walk though. I remember you up on a high up on a. Uh, was it a crane? Yeah, <laughs> Sea World uh-huh. protesting Sea World. For sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was some amazing stuff. You, you're doing, and I, I was. You know, you've been doing a lot of stuff, and and uh, some of the, you know, the the thing. I was telling these guys something that blew me. Away. I had not seen this video of your um, 
your bar tricks. All right. So for like years and years and years, you know, obviously you don't, you know, you're you're sober for like ten years now. I think? Eleven. Eleven. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, thank That's you. awesome. Um, but you know, you you'd build up the skill set of things that you do that you used to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get drinks and so on and so forth. But they're all pretty amazing. How, how well, many? Thank you. I appreciate it. It was my ten best bar tricks. I made the video. Yeah. And uh, it was it was stacked. And and I like I, I like to approach my my uh, my YouTube videos like that. I really just load them up, and make them as great as I can. And um, yeah, it, seems it was, like fun, you have a, it was you, fun to do that. You have a blast doing it. You're kind of dressed as sort of a uh-huh. little <laughs> my little magician costume. What what's what's your favorite of the tricks that you do? Um, I mean, because there's some really wild this, stuff. You, you, you yeah, I haven't right. seen this yet. I'm not familiar with the, 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 the bread. The breadwinner was uh, the one where where I say I'm going to balance this this drink on my head, and then when I let go of it, I put my arms down by my side. I'm not allowed to raise my arms at all while I'm balancing this drink, and I have to drink it without spilling a single drop. Now you're you're a trained uh, uh, circus. Right. So you've got all the, all those chops, but I'm watching this stuff and I'm like, you know, I didn't even know you had half these capabilities. Well, thanks. Well, how do you do it? What you do is you, you crouch down and then until you get your knee on the ground, your 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 arms are still down and get your hands on the ground. And then you, you lay yourself down and you pick up your knees <laughs> and, and you pick up the cup off of your head with your knees. And you go into this crazy handstand and place it down on the ground and then you pick it up with your teeth. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'd have to see yeah. that. I'll do, it, I'll do it for you during the break. <laughs> Get it out of here. One. Yeah, I can do it with uh, with a regular yeah. cup of coffee or whatever. You bet I can do it with a cup of coffee. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I used to do it with the shot glasses. You post. You, po- you posted a pic. I was watching pictures. It's funny uh, watching video of early days of of, uh, of uh, jackass and and it, yeah, I mean you you look like you're nine years old <laughs> and, and bam and the whole thing. And but yeah, I tell you what, you posted a picture of you from years ago and now. Still in pretty damn good shape. Well, thanks, man. Holding I, uh, up well. Are, yeah. are you blown away by the fact that you've been able to keep it together? Oh, I'm blown away by the fact that I'm alive. That you're alive? I'm blown away by just about everything about my life. I'm yeah. really, really grateful for, you know. But you know, you, you pay it back, though. You're doing, you're doing wonderful. The, the animal well, advocacy you. is fantastic. Uh, you're and Now, it's funny, because last time we had you here, you were talking about all the crap you've done, and you've done some self-mutilating stuff. But that stand-up was the most terrifying thing for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, initially it sure yeah. was. Yeah. It, it definitely was. I remember the first time I ever tried it, 2006, somebody invited me to a comedy club to do a stunt. And, I, yeah, I was still loaded. And, right, yeah, and yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, did, I showed up, but I didn't have a plan. And when I walked into this comedy club and looked around, I thought, there's just no stunt that I could possibly do, which would be crazier than just getting on stage and trying to get laughs talking to the crowd right like it was legitimately the most terrifying <laughs> thing i could imagine doing at the time and i went for it uh it wasn't my turn to go on stage for for a while and so while i while i waited for my turn i thought about different things i might say to try to get a laugh and went on stage maybe three minutes got a couple laughs and overall the sense was the crowd was excited to see me and they yeah. were rooting for me they want to have a good time and I just knew that this was something I needed to pursue. But, of course, it took a few years for me to get sober and focused. And But you uh, did it the right way. You you built it sort of organic. You started with three minutes. You build on. You build uh-huh. on. You build on. And uh, was it Dane Cook that sort of helped you along? Dane Cook yeah. really took me under his wing. And uh, we would meet up at the comedy club and, you know, I would go and then he would go or he would go and I would go and then sit down and he would give me notes. 
It's crazy, man. It's just crazy how it worked. So I have to ask you about, you did this tampon. Um, yeah. It's tampon, Turns out Frank. used tampons are a little much. And Whitney, Whitney, explain what you did. Okay, What's the, the stunt? The, yeah. This, it, it was a little prank. And uh, the idea was, my, my girl is, uh, I, I mean, I've got a fiance. And yeah. she, she works as a prop stylist and a set designer and stuff. <laughs> and so the the... the the prank was to dress up uh, a tampon with fake blood and stuff. And, she, and just to make it look realistic, she used coffee as well as fake blood. Oh, okay. So it was, like, pretty aggressive. <laughs> and uh, we went out, with, and she was wearing a little mini skirt. Yeah. And she, like, had it clenched between her thighs. Oh so we're on Hollywood Boulevard and stuff. And, and uh, you know, she said, she'll stop a tourist and say, oh, I love Slash. Can you take a picture of me with Slash's star? Yeah, yeah. And, and then she crouches down to pose with the star. And it oh my falls God. out. Oh onto my the, God. And then she really engages the person, like, you know, oh my God, was that in the photo? And clearly it was in the photo, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, oh my God. And she's like, hold on. And she'll pick it up and jam it back in. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, oh. there's, uh, and we did, oh. we did, we did different oh. versions of it. She was, she did such a great job. And uh, well, the comedian you know, uh, Whitney Cummings, uh, right? He, we had he, Whitney he, reacting to it. Whitney Cummings she, came over. Her reaction was properly mortified. Yeah, right. and they, they were, they were, they were they, they, my, my girl kept pushing it harder and harder. She says, "Oh, that was." She says, "Oh, let me let me see the." So she goes to grab the phone to see the pictures. So she's like, hold, "Hold this!" She's got dude. She's handing it to dudes, and, and like it's crazy if you put someone on the spot like that. A girl, you got dudes holding it. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's, you, uh, you, is there still the thing that that thing that you had initially? Wow. That was from years ago. That was that. Uh, to just shock people, to just have, sure. have, 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 even so with sobriety and everything, that's always remained intact. Right. Well, right? they say, what do they say? They say, you know, drunken horse thief. You get him sober, you got a sober horse thief. <laughs> I'm just an attention <laughs> whore. <laughs> but yeah. you can't, and people, you you can see it. They even the the most stalwart you know person is going to hold out. They begrudgingly start to laugh. It's just it's uh, it's funny. I, well, I, I appreciate that. That's a very kind thing to say, and I do believe that on some level, the 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 brand of humor that my buddies and I have, uh, you know, what we've done is it, it almost defies demographics. Yeah, because there's just certain mm. things that are compelling, and uh, yeah, and I think our ability to not take ourselves too seriously. Well, because you real help you guys from the get go were always the the most. Um, Put upon subjects of your own humor. You, it was oh, ne- sure. it was never that much. Occasionally, but mostly at your expense. Oh, it was always yeah. It was uh, us uh, uh, at each other or at ourselves. And I yeah. think that that's what what really helped more than anything was that it was in a good spirit. You know, yeah. it was never mean. It was never bigoted or misogynist right. or anything. Like it was just like really almost wholesome is how I view it. And. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of fiercely proud of the good spirit of the as well. You, know, you should be. I, we, we, we all look fondly back fondly at all that stuff. Now MTV's making a big turnaround on kind of embracing older that older stuff. Have, have they reached out to you for any? Uh... Well, we've got the uh, the 20th anniversary of the premiere of the first episode of Jackass coming up God. next year. God. And so one way or another, I think we all feel like pretty determined to. Uh, to acknowledge this 20 years since Jackass came out. And and what that will look like is still uh, a little bit up in the air. But um, 
I'm sure there's going to be some kind of something. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. Nick just pulled up a picture of a goat sodomizing you. And I think that's a goat. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's an elk. That's an elk. <laughs> it's an it doesn't elk. have any antlers, so. Right. Dear Lord. I mean, you're, uh, your Instagram Steve is it's just, just filled loaded. with yeah, and it's it's just Steve O if you want to follow him. But uh, this one was from uh, July, and it's yeah, it's an elk taking you from behind. Yeah, I, listen, that's part yeah. of your animal advocacy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was right. uh, you I, don't eat animals; you let them. Right, I, I consider that to be um, to be one like the most uh, elusive and and incredible. Uh, nature shot like yeah. you know, National Geographic is uh, oh we just beat them yeah you could spend <laughs> years looking for a snow oh, leopard yeah. yeah well yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly we, we spent years trying to get that that to happen right there I uh I enjoyed Wild Boys that was the you know well, you and uh, Pontius's uh spinoff I guess you could call it a spinoff it was a great show um yeah I thought it was um I never forgot that the, the shark sequence alone you swam with great whites right blew my freaking mind yep I just put out a YouTube video of my 10 craziest shark encounters, which I was a little bit delighted to do. So Preston started to do some scuba diving. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, you, my wife is does, and she'll see the sharks, you know, off in the distance. But these are like reef, you know. The, yeah. It, the, these aren't. Nothing that's going to. They're not man eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. So do, that doesn't you know, freak me out. You, but, you, yeah. You're totally comfortable? Or do you, you know? I've always felt relatively unaccountable for anything that I've done in the presence of sharks, <laughs> which is pretty interesting because my first encounter with a shark. I, it bit me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of shark it was, was it? A nurse shark. A nurse shark. I, yeah, yeah. Those are supposed to be the most docile ones I out know, there. I know. <laughs> it was uh, the, the first time. It was the first trip filming for Jackass. And I had this idea called shark hugging. <laughs> I wanted to hug a shark. And, and uh they, we, went, we went with this like tourist company, and they just they had had like I don't know thousands of like families. It was like a family business. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, bring your baby, swim with the sharks. <laughs> sure. And I was the first dude of thousands who managed to get bitten, <laughs> and, uh, and and it was so heartbreaking too because I, I was just thrilled about it. But the guy the guy in charge of the business at the time on the boat he said, "You guys can't show that." I'll, like you know, I'll go out of business. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't portray my business as we're going to get you bitten by a shark. And so there was this. Ver- Contract and so and so the show came out and Did it kill I, got bit, I got bit by a shark for nothing uh-huh. and then all these years later um, somehow I don't know like uh, they they didn't didn't feel compelled to honor the verbal agreement anymore so that they let the footage out and I was just so thrilled to finally be able to put it on my YouTube channel. Uh, oh, how bad was the bite? Uh, my finger got pretty mangled, just like uh, on the tip of the finger. You, you know, you can see it on the you know on that video. It's um, and and that was the first encounter that I ever had. You just posted a picture not too long ago of your thumb getting mangled. Yeah. What, what happened there? Um, I, I'm working on my, you know, th- my greatest skateboard tricks. Uh, yeah, you know, like I've been skateboarding since 1985. Right, and uh, something you're pretty good at and comfortable with. I, I yeah. It's. I've been making skate videos for thirty years now, right? And so I'm trying to make a sort of greatest hits one, and I'm I'm working on the like the big ending, you know. Yeah. Here, forty five years old, trying to like do like a magnificent ending, and I keep just getting broken off trying it. I got together with Tony Hawk uh-huh. to do this thing, riding you know across a wall from one ramp to another ramp, and uh, I bailed off the board midway across the wall, and then. 
it just unfortunately found its way under my feet on the ramp when uh, the when, board did. Yeah, yeah. And so I did the whole oh. banana peel bit and landed oh. on my thumb. Oh. You know, it's funny you mentioned Tony Hawk because somebody's bringing it up. I forget He's who the it was. Guy. Yeah, but and, and it's like I remember when those games, the, like the video games, just. Dominated. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And he was—I mean, he's like you know, like greatest of all time status, and, and and video work too that he himself was doing is astonishing. And I and the, I guess the person was sort of complaining that that he didn't know if if people were as reverential of Tony Hawk as you know. It, it, does he still? Does he still carry to, even for younger oh, yeah. skate, skaters? Oh, okay, for God's yeah, yeah, sakes. yeah. Tony Hawk. <laughs> Sure, go ahead. Oh, uh, Tony Hawk's Instagram is really funny right now because it's just pictures of people saying, you know who you look like? You look like that old skateboard guy, Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the yeah. airport and stuff like that. I forget yeah, who just... wrote the article, but it was, it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like as overly critical. It's like we, we can't, you can't forget how important Tony Hawk was. I don't though. think anybody does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. uh, the, the idea that anybody would be upset that Tony Hawk doesn't, uh, isn't revered enough <laughs> is a silly concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very silly. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I think that with the, the, that that impression might get created just because he has so much humility. Like he's just humble guy. I mean, he's the most just humble guy, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, we, go ahead, Steve. I wanted to ask because I know you know you don't eat meat. You gave that up uh, years ago. Are you vegan? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm back on fish. You're on fish. Okay. Yeah. But fish, I, on, fish only. Tell explain this. You can eat whoppers again. Yeah, I love Why is it, that? man. Because uh, this Impossible Burger. The Impossible Whopper, yeah. Yeah, the the, it's, it's, this, oh. it's this unbelievable We've veggie had burger. I thought, it says here, super happy to have Whoppers back in your life. I thought it was the candy, like the, the malted <laughs> nah, nah, milk nah, 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 like yeah, Whoppers. I'm right. like, what, what does that have to do with <laughs> Yeah, no, Burger, burger King. That was burger my, King Whopper. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right, and, right. uh, you know, I, I just, I, when people used to ask me, do you miss meat? I would say, well, you know, I used to love Whoppers. Yeah. And and uh, now they they use the Impossible Patty. Um, so with you, I've been a vegetarian since seventh grade, and uh, we grew up a McDonald's family, so we never went to Burger King. So I never had a Whopper in my life until two weeks ago. I had one for the first time. It was amazing. Right. And those Impossible Burgers are so good. You know what's impossible is to not have anxiety when you're eating it because you think they they screwed it up. They screwed it up because I'm eating meat. It's- they had for the, when they were testing. So there's Impossible and Beyond, and and they're both great. I love them both. But the uh, I forget which one they were they were testing, and they brought in vegans. Uh, uh, and Steve, they they actually had two or three of them throw up, and that's how they knew <laughs> they had a home run, right? Because they were so convinced of that that right. thing that you're talking about, that paranoia. Be like the person behind the counter. They they gave me the wrong patty. There's right. no way this is a veggie burger. Yeah, no, it it, it is a it is a godsend. So. Um, I wanted to ask you, obviously, you know, uh, we follow Bam and, and his his deal. Have you talked to Bam recently? I, know I have seen Bam fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean. I, I follow him. He, and he seems like he's 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 doing pretty well. It, it was it was looking a little bit better recently. I, I don't know what really is going on with him right now. But, yeah. uh, you know, God, you, you, just, you just want to shake him and be like, dude. Nobody goes to rehab by mistake. As a rule of thumb, yeah. nobody winds up in rehab by mistake. Right. Yeah, like you false know? incarceration or something like that. Right. Like, like a it's false- just, yeah. you know, you know it, and, and I think that, that it's the person in rehab who feels that they don't that they don't belong there. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, you know? Like, I'm not, I don't have that much of a problem. Those are the people that have the toughest road ahead, you know? Like, uh, 
Yeah, and, my... and nobody winds up in rehab by mistake seven times. Right. Yeah, and it's right. it's so and it's weird because you know if you think about the history, talk about you know there was a time where I would voice a reason coming to you, right? And here you are, and you've successfully right. done it. Uh, but you're right, exactly. My 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 brother has been I think 15 years sober, and 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 uh, but but there was that that desire and that to go in. You're exactly. It wasn't like he was dragged kicking and screaming. It was right. I need to make I a mean, change. Here's how I describe it, and I say this so often that I'm just intensely grateful that I suffer from alcoholism so acutely. Yeah. You know, like I just had it so bad that I got to a point where my behavior, my drinking and using, it urgently had to stop. It could not continue with where I was at. Right. You know, because I because I just had it like it was so stark, so black and white, and it needed to be addressed, and thank God it did. And now I've got all this time under my belt where I've been largely focused on what I want to be focused on, not distracted, not loaded, you know, like, and I've been, like, very productive, and, and I almost feel like like it's like cheating, you know? Yeah. Like, I got I got good at life. Yeah, my know? brother considers the, the day he went in yeah. uh, his his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's totally, my, totally my birthday, and I just think that that uh, the it's the scariest thing to to have alcoholism just badly enough that it can interfere with your relationships and your ambitions and and just slow you down, and then the years slip through your fingers because it's not so bad that it has to stop. So it goes on and on until the years turn into decades. Yeah, and uh, that's the scariest thing, as opposed know? to having it black and white like you, which right. is like, dude. Stop this or you're going to die. I'm just like, yeah. thank, thank God I had it so bad because to just not have it so bad that it has to stop. I mean, look where we are. It's been it's been years turning into decades. Did yeah. the realization when, when you realized you were doing the right thing happen like immediately or was it a slow build of, yeah, I need to keep on this path? Or was it like, uh, you know what I mean? It. I mean, it, it all, you know, when, when I was ready, I was ready. Okay. You know, when I was ready, I was ready, and and you know I made that decision. You know we talk about making a decision, and and I said, okay, here we go. Yeah. I have to imagine you you have over the course of this to people look at you, and you are probably used as an example. Uh, you know I, I've never been drunk. I, I don't drink. I've all, all my life. Uh, and so, so there's the interesting part. My brother has this, and I have this this way. Uh -huh. But, but I, I still find what you you've gone through inspirational. You've got to have encountered people now who've taken your example. Have you? Have people come to you and said that you served as an inspiration for their I, sobriety? I hear that. I hear that yeah. a fair amount. Yeah, and, uh, because you're high profile, and you, and you and and you're such a glaring example of what can happen. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit. Uh, you know, without I mean, sounding self-serving, I, I know. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. I, I just, you know, I, I'm not sure what to say because a yeah. lot of the, sometimes people say, "Oh, you know, it's because of you that I got sober." Yeah, and, and I just kind of interpret that to mean, like, okay, maybe it's because of uh, because of me that they that they went and found you know recovery. You helped yeah. you helped massage it along, if not not sure. the main reason, but you know, sometimes you need a little. Well, right. I, yeah. I mean, I can jump in here for a second because I'm sober for, you know, seven yeah. and a half years. And uh, I just know from my own experience when I saw other people that were clean and sober for <laughs> a long period of time, I drew strength from that. And so I was lucky enough to meet Trey Anastasio. I, I like this band called Fish. And, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and the lead guitarist is, has been clean and sober for a long time. And I ran into his father at the Fish concert yeah. over the summer. And I told him, I said... Uh, like I, I drew strength from from him and and his ability to get and then stay sober and um, I'm sure that you did the same exact thing. Right. 
Now, and here's how it works. I, I, I would never want to like even entertain the idea that I alone have this like this influence or this. You know, it's like <laughs> what it is is that alcoholism, addiction, call it the same thing. You know, ninety five percent of us die loaded. They just we just don't get we don't get better. Right. And that's ninety five percent of all alcoholics and addicts. They die like loaded of causes related directly to drugs and alcohol. And that's just a fact. That's how it is. And then you look at the five percent of us that actually achieve long term sobriety, and it's not uh, a roulette wheel. It's not like rolling dice. It's it's plain and simple that the five percent of us who do make it are locked arms. That's where yeah. we're it's like the the quintessential herd on, on the safari, you know, like mm. like the 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 disease of alcoholism and addiction. It's like the predator. It doesn't want to mess with the herd. Mm-hmm. It wants to. It wants to the the, the wounded. It wants the the one that walks away from the pack. Think, oh, I don't need to be a part of this pack. I'm gonna walk, and then you walk yeah. away from the pack, and whoop, it gets you. No, you're right. So, like the idea of being resistant. Oh no, like I don't want to be a part of that recovery community. I don't want to talk about sobriety all the time. It's like, all right, you're wandering away from the pack, and you're gonna get picked off by the disease. Like we lock arms and we stick together and we stay together, and that's how we stay sober. It's a great analogy. Steve O is here. If you're just joining us, gonna be at a Helium Comedy Club. So you've a, a good part of your life has been filmed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I so. love that I haven't even bothered telling you guys about why I'm here. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even have to. You're sold out. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I do. I do have some tickets on Thursday and not even for the award for the, you know, I'm not even concerned about selling the tickets, but I would love to tell you what, what it's about. But by, by yeah, we're going to get. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not. Yeah. I was just going to ask if if, uh, if a lot of that that time uh, being filmed, you were loaded. You know, uh-huh. it, is it hard for you to go back and see scenes of yourself when you Ooh, were? That you know, there was this documentary that we made. Like uh, when I when I got when I turned one year sober, demise and rise. Correct. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to be very careful about. Um, putting that out because I felt, you know, people who really like sort of wave their, you know, the flag and, you know, like there's almost, it's, it's kind of very slippery. So I brought somebody who had at the time, like 18 years of sobriety, like real sobriety, someone who I really trusted to come in to watch an early edit, like a, you know, like the the very first draft of that documentary about me. And I wanted them to, to, to sort of scan it, to make sure that from the sense of like the traditions that, that, that everything was appropriate and that I wasn't crossing any lines about like how to uh, address sobriety in in the, the media. And that person said, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no issues with it. But I, what I didn't see coming is that when we walked out of that little edit bay having seen that footage it was so counterintuitive i had this this in, intense craving like this i felt so much like i wanted to get loaded yeah which i say is counterintuitive because to present me with footage it was like the most humiliating yeah. footage of me that the, the really that exists that's you, interesting you, you would think that to see that would make me think oh my god like thank god yeah, i'm sober i don't want to ever be like that ever again 
but it was totally the opposite. My experience was that when I saw the footage of the drugs themselves, that it like my my synapses in my brain started huh. firing. Like I could taste it. Yeah, they know it. that path. Yeah, I could, I could taste it. I could smell. Just planted me into that whole thing, and mm. it was just like I was fired up, like craving drugs so much, and like to the point of how embarrassing the footage was. It's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed by that. Like, let me get loaded to get my mind off of it. You right. know, like, let me go right back to it. So it's just the insanity of the disease. And uh, and I determined from that point that I just had no business watching that. Okay. So All right. That makes sense. That documentary came out with me having, like, I didn't know what came out. Yeah. <laughs> it came out great, though. It was it was a well, riveting documentary. I'll tell you that. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I went on to watch it many years later. And it was just as bad as I, had, as I thought it was. Uh, but, I thought it was... I thought it was really. Well, I mean, it's yeah, I, I was, a real, a real, a real uh, on, honest um, thing. Sure. So, uh, from, obviously, your perspective. You were the guy. It's going to be yeah. a lot different. Yeah. It's uh, and, and I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with it now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't really try to dwell too much. Okay. So why are you here? Why did you okay. want to touch on that? Uh, it's just that this this new tour that it's it, over the nine years that I've been touring these comedy clubs, my worlds have kind of converged. You know, there was yeah. the first show I did, which was pure stand up, and I would do some tricks at the end of the show. Then there was, uh, you know, the, the second show I put together touring with, which would, would have been the last time I was here. And uh, that one, I got, I got so excited when it occurred to me that all of the stories I was telling throughout the act were largely things that happened on camera. So I thought, oh, my God, what if I do this next comedy special where we film the stand-up but edit into after the fact, cut in the footage to illustrate the stories. Okay. You know? Oh, like, that's I was wild. really excited. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I did that, and it went so great. And then I determined that for my new tour, that I don't want to be living in the past anymore. You know? I like going down memory lane. It's just kind of depressing to think, what am I going to spend the rest of my life, like, rehashing my glory days? Right. And so I, I thought, okay, well, here's how I want to approach it. I want to do... Like all new stuff, like create new stories, but like, but what's left to do? We've done so much, and and I I just knew, like, and I call it my bucket list, because I had these ideas that I've been sitting on forever, and they were never supposed to happen. Like for example, skydiving came up over the years. You know, over the last twenty years, I always said the same thing. I said, I said, like everybody does that. I'm not yeah. wasting my time skydiving. Like that's not a stunt. Everyone does it. For me to do it, I said. Because the first time you have to have a dude strapped on your back. Oh, no. I'm going to be butt naked and furiously servicing myself. Oh, my. (laughs) Such that that when I pass the point of no return (laughs) with a dude on my back. And it was... God. Yeah, and uh, how'd that go? How can you even do that? I, it's, it's, it's there's so many layers to it. To find, <laughs> oh, listen, to, find, to find the to find the company that's willing to put their company logo on that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to find the guy who's willing to be strapped on my back to find, to be able to to you know, sorry for the pun, but to pull it off yes. in, uh, <laughs> in, 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 in an airplane packed with dudes pointing cameras at me. I how mean, about, how I got to know if you can do this because one time we did a stunt. We had an intern. We we had a tandem jump, and the whole idea was after the shoot was deployed, for him to pee from like two thousand uh-huh. feet up. 
and he, we had him <laughs> drink a bunch of water beforehand. You got he, pee shot. He could not do right. it. He could. That's just peeing. Right. And and like everything, <laughs> like yeah. And, and I, I was peeing white. <laughs> so you already did this? Yeah. And I, oh, and I screamed. And I, here's here's the way that the way that this show that I'm doing now works. And it's so exciting. You would think I got into stand up to you know to. Find a you know a, a career with more longevity. Yeah. But like I did entirely the opposite. Now I'm like okay, I'm, I'm in my, my I'm in my forties. This is uh, like the first joke I say. Thank you, thanks for coming out to support me during this difficult time. <laughs> you know I'm in a real jam over here. I'm Stevo in my forties, and uh, you know it can only. But you, I, I, I'm running out of time before it gets creepy to watch me do these things. So, <laughs> so I decided I got to hurry up and I got to like go all out and oh really raise the bar. And so, I, so I, the, the whole show is uh, is a journey through this absurd bucket list of jackass stunts. Yeah, you, to to imagine what a cast member, specifically you, would have in a bucket list. Right. It's almost it's, it's almost like you it's, don't even want to go there. It's 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 I mean, I, rather than call it the bucket list, I could have called it the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, yeah. but after each bit in the show, yeah. I screen the footage of the events taking place, so it's fully multimedia. It Love plays it. like a mm. jackass movie premiere and a stand-up show. That's awesome. And then with the whole meet and greet with the with the whole audience. After. Are are you still filming these, or have you done I'm all? Not, of your... I mean, for, for this this show's locked. Yeah, okay. This show's okay. locked. There's eight videos in the show. <laughs> and they are all high level. That's awesome. I, mean, I was wondering because you're in town a couple days early. I didn't know if you were going to try and knock one out while you were here. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been really active with all the digital stuff. Okay, you know, yeah, following you on on social media, you're always putting. So that's uh, saying the 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 Stevo legacy is 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 two point oh three point oh whatever we're at. There's a whole bunch of new. Engaging entertainment. Uh, you know, it, it, the, you've reinvented yourself while keeping the core there, and it's very interesting, very engaging, always entertaining. So, yeah. well, I, 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 I think you nailed that it. So, so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, coming here has always been such a treat, man. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I was really looking forward to it. Oh, awesome. good. Well, we, I mean, what's funny is we have to wrap this interview up because we're. We're literally going to interview a guy who wrote a biography about Mr. Rogers. Yes. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's the next. Same thing. I, I mean, yeah, I, was, I was fighting back the tears watching that uh, documentary. Oh, oh yeah. it's so good. Like, I know. So yeah, good, yeah, I mean... I was poorly fighting back the tears, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking about how, hey, how, how, good, how great it is. We got Every time you're here, we got to see your back tattoo. Yeah. You, you can pull it, that. Man. I, I want to see it, that. I got to do that trick for you. Oh, too. yeah. Yes. He's going to do a <laughs> trick for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those who may not know Steve-O and, 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 uh, and, and you're new to, uh, to him, his, his entire back is his himself. <laughs> his, his face. I got to hang on. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Who was the autograph on the bottom? I forget. The autograph is mine. It says, yeah, dude, I rock. This is Steve-O. Yeah. Oh, my God. If there are any some tickets available? Thursday. We added a show for Thursday. I know it's Halloween, but I promise I won't let anybody down. This show is so explosive. I'm actually just gripped with fear about how I'm going to follow it up with the next 
iteration of the Man, of my tour. My guess is you'll do just fine. I, yeah. I, I actually yeah. think so too. You know, it's wild because we have we have top level comedians that come through regularly, and and a lot of times they don't sell out, and your shows just, <laughs> dude, people love you. It's, you know what? I can't even express the gratitude that I have to be almost an entire decade removed from any like real mainstream commercial success. I mean, we haven't had a Jackass movie since 2010. Yeah. And 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 when I started touring the comedy circuit and the comedy clubs jackass 3d was still in theaters and people just didn't want to see steve-o do stand-up <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah i had a movie in theaters that was killing it in the box office and i couldn't sell out the tiniest comedy club and now a decade removed from commercial success it's amazing I, I, you know i'm adding shows everywhere and it's just because it's because a i care about what i'm doing in these comedy clubs and, and like well, people I, like just, to. I'm going for you it. You give man. it your all. I'm going for Dude. it. Too. You're a good man. You people are. like to support you and what you do. You've yep. always been very cool with us, and uh, it's 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 great to see you here yep. doing so well. Yeah, I appreciate yep. you guys so much. Thank you. All right, some tickets left for Thursday night. HeliumComedy.com. It's Steve O. Thanks, man. Steve O. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Yes, we will have author Gavin Edwards who wrote Kindness and Wonder Why Mister Rogers Matters More Than Ever. <laughs> when we return, stay with us. supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We have another guest who's standing by, so we're going to get right back into things. Let's take a look at traffic, though. Kath is out today, so Marissa is handling those studios. What's going on, Marissa? It's Did I say studios? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, daddy I don't know. That'd Jesus. make a nice cereal. Okay. Hey, can we do traffic afterwards? Because our um, our guest is, uh, doesn't, we don't have a whole lot of time with him. All right, we'll do that then. Yeah. Our yeah, next yeah, guest is the author of a book called Kindness and Wonder, Why Mr. Rogers Matters More. Please welcome to the show, Gavin Edwards. Hey. 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 Hi, Gavin. How you doing, man? Good morning, Preston. Good morning, Steve. How hey. are you? How are you? Well, you were supposed to say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But I, was, I thought yeah, maybe yeah, you would take we'll, the we'll, bait, uh, too. Yeah, but it's okay. We'll, we'll let you slide on that one. That's the movie that's actually coming out uh, on November 22nd. But uh, listen, so Gavin, you've you've worked on uh, on real-life people, and you're an author. You've written several books, but you have covered uh, people in the world of entertainment before. I know you wrote The Tao of Bill Murray. Uh, yes. Why, why Mr. Rogers? Why did you uh, focus in on this gentleman? You know... Um, I look for people who I feel like, uh, you know, are not just, you know, sort of like actors, musicians, like doing a job and like, a, but people who are actually, you know, sort of presenting them re- their real selves and like changing the world. And, uh, you know, sort of like nobody did that more than Fred Rogers. Like uh, it was one of the amazing things that, you know, sort of like people responded to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and it wasn't a part he put on. He was this guy who 
deeply, deeply cared about children and spent his whole life just trying to make the world a better place. You know, it's funny because o- over the course of, of his life and, and the show and all that stuff, you know, you, you always think, oh, God, when, when's the thing going to come out about Mr. Rogers? When's that thing going to come out? Right. It never came. All, all, and in the book yeah. and obviously all the stuff and the documentary and the Tom Hanks film that's coming out. Um, he, you're exactly right. He is what he, he portrayed himself as. And there are so many moments that, that back that up anecdotal uh, things that just reinforce uh, what he was. But his, his own childhood was rather sort of a, a lonely childhood. He, he, he had said, is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he grew up, uh, he was rich, um, uh, you know, sort of like very wealthy family in uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, but he was very isolated. He was chubby. He was asthmatic. He was awkward. Um, and so he just kind of had this like lonely childhood, like alone in his attic playing with his puppets. And, uh, you know, like I think that's part of why he responded so strongly for his entire life. If he was ever like out at a big fancy lunch or something, and he sees that there's like a kid standing awkwardly in the corner, he will drop whatever like conversation yeah. he's having. Like could be with like the governor of the state, and he's going to go over and get down on one knee and talk to that kid and make sure the kid is okay. Gavin, did he have any kids of his own? I really don't know much about of his personal life uh, as an adult. Uh, you know, I mean, you hear a little bit about of his childhood growing up and then creating the show, but what about outside of that? Did he have any family? And um, uh, they had uh, two boys, who are obviously full-grown men now. Uh, and uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, he there was exactly—he was the most amazing father in the world uh, when they're younger, and just sort of like you know, it's like kind of he was made to be a dad of like sort of like a preschooler with like puppets and so on. Um, but he was so gentle and kind that, like, when they got older and, you know, like, maybe they're getting a little rebellious, he's not good at being a disciplinarian. Uh, so, you know, like, uh, his wife had to handle that part. <laughs> well, right. there there were, now, so, uh, and, and what happens is, and, and a lot of people, you know, and, and it, it happens with people of this stature where they sort of get, you know, they're, 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 they seem to be without warts. And, and not that he did, but they had, he was a, a normal, regular person. And there was a story, I don't know if this is true or not, that is at one point he discovered that his son was growing pot in the basement. Is that true or is that just one of the many? <laughs> that is true. That is he, true. He discovered a grow lab in the basement <laughs> and he was not happy. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you can imagine, like, both as a parent feeling like, uh, hey, this is, a, like, a bit beyond the pale, and also just saying, if this becomes, like, a headline, you know, sort of like, you know, pot bust in you know, Mr. Rogers' house, it really kind of destroys his life's work. Right, so. but it, it didn't, yeah. Well, in, in the book, are we, uh, do you go through some of his his philosophies? I mean, clearly he was, he was all about treating uh, children, speaking to them plainly and making sure that they... They understand that they're special. That was that was the focus of, of I think, the entire show is you, the individual. You are someone special. You are unlike you anyone else, and you matter. Um, but w- what are some of the other philosophies that he lived by that maybe we can glean from this to incorporate in our own lives? Sure. Well, I mean, uh, so actually the whole second half of the book is uh, talking about, you know, sort of like what lessons do we learn from Mr. Rogers? Um, and some of it is, you know, sort of connect with people every other way you can. You know, like for him, it was always about communication. And if, you know, like somebody doesn't understand what you're saying, like, you know, listen to them and then find another way to talk to them. Um, you know, another one is make a joyful noise, uh, which for him meant music, uh, you know, sort of like, and it doesn't matter how much musical ability you have, but it's like a wonderful thing just to like bring like light and music into the world. He, he wrote... And, he, he, 
he wrote all the music yeah. for the show, correct? Or he wrote all, all yeah. he was a composer. Yeah, he wrote yeah. hundreds of songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, one of my great pleasures for the book was uh, talking with Rita Marino, who uh, like appeared on the show and sang one of his songs. And she's like, they're pretty songs. You know, like this is what they're supposed to be. They're not sort of like fancy torch songs, but like they do exactly the job that they're supposed to. Um, you know, and then maybe the number one thing he said was just be deep and simple. It's like much better to like dig in somewhere and care deeply about something and really connect with people rather than you know sort of like have like to cover yourself like you know an inch thick everywhere. You know, it's interesting, and I wonder if you experienced this too, Gavin, when you're researching or talking to people. That I mean, even in watching the trailer, even in thinking about it now, I get a little misty. I get a little yeah. weepy. Uh, and I think that part of it might be because um, it's just so hard to believe that someone is so pure and genuine and good intentioned that it kind of makes us it makes us happy and sad at the same time. And did you find people that experience that? Absolutely. I mean, I mentioned that I'm doing this book and it's like people's faces get lit up in soft focus. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of it is you know sort of like we all return to that like innocent time of even if you don't have conscious memories, you know that like there was an age when like you know, Mr. Rogers really cared about you and that meant the world to you. And you're going back to what feels like the innocence of your own life, but it also contrasts to like, you know, the world it's not just that you've gotten older and you know sort of the, you know, you understand how things work better, but like the world has gotten nastier. Like people are ruder, people are more cynical. Um, and it feels like just, you know, he's a huge corrective to, like, uh, the way things are in modern culture. Yeah, and we need it now more than ever. I, I think about Mr. Rogers and really how far ahead of his time he often was. And um, and specifically one of the examples that comes to mind is race relations. And when he had Officer Clemens on, Francois Clemens on the show with him, uh, the, the visual imagery of the two men putting their feet in a pool uh, was, was so stark and... Um, it was remarkable that he was able to do this uh, at a at a time when race relations were not very good in this country. Uh, he he made a statement, and he did it in a really kind and subtle way. Can you speak to that about uh, at, at all, Gavin? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it was uh, he did that at a point where you know, like especially in the South, you know, like uh, many swimming pools and swimming facilities were segregated, and so you know, he doesn't like kids over the head with this. He doesn't say, this is why I'm doing this and this is my protest for it. He just says, you know, sort of like, I'm going out in the front yard, it's a hot day, and I'm going to, like, uh, put my feet in the pool, and hey, look, here's Officer Clemens. And so it's in a way where kids can understand it, uh, that, you know, sort of like, and he always was trying to find, you know, sort of like, how do you explain things uh, uh, to kids? In that case, it's, you know, sort of like, all right, there's racial prejudice. I'm going to do what I can. There's been assassinations of, you know, sort of like Robert Kennedy and right. other people. I'm going to sit down and, like, talk with parents. Of, like, here's how you can talk with your kids. And, you know, sort of like, here's, like, a metaphor of, like, air going out of a balloon that, like, explains it a little bit. But it was always about, you know, the, and one of his most famous pieces of wisdom is, you know, there's always going to be upsetting stuff on the television. And when you see, uh, like, burning buildings or a plane crash, look for the helpers. And, uh, you know, sir, there was something his mother told him. That there's always going to be somebody at the site of, like, something awful happening who's trying to help other people. It's wonderful because I think it, that, you, you, we're, we're looking at the iconic, uh, you know, the, 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 the house in the backyard and the, and the fence is, is lined with uh, large pot plants, which I think is so... <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 uh, dispel this or, or verify it. The, the, the case of putting on sneakers when he came into the house was more a product of the fact 
that his regular shoes made too much noise on the studio floor. Right. That was, uh, but then he learned the value of ritual. Like so many of the things that he did at the beginning were just, you know, like he knows that, you know, like kids want to see him like zip up the sweater and do that. And everything was like simplified something that like the, the, the TV, the sneakers came from, well, he had made, learned this from doing TV shows before. The sweaters came from his mother. Like, you know, she knitted them every year. Like they were actual like sweaters that his mother admitted for him. He would walk left to right because he was subtly teaching kids how to read and saying like, okay, I'm not going to drill letters and numbers like Sesame Street, but just all the action always happens left to right. Yeah. So, you know, it was very, very thoughtful in a way that went totally over your head when you're seven years old and yet was totally fundamental. Wow. Excellent. Well, uh, uh, great, uh, great work, Gavin. The, the, the book, Kindness and Wonder, Why Mr. Rogers Matters Now More Than Ever, is on sale today. So good luck with everything, Gavin. Thanks for checking in. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks very much. I really yeah. enjoyed speaking with you. Absolutely. Gavin Edwards, yeah. guys. Yeah. In this neighborhood, yep. the beautiful day for a neighbor. When the, uh, the scene from the trailer, uh-huh. I'm getting choked up thinking about it. When they're all singing the song on the subway. It's oh, my God. And he screams, knock it off. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to live my life here. I live outside of that. I'm trying to conduct a life. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood. God damn it! So let's make the most Don't you of this. Leave trying me. to take a mass <laughs> transit ride. Might as well say. Do I bring your work around behind you all day and go accounting, accounting, accounting? Leave me alone. New York City subway where they will ignore everything. Right. And you focus in on On me. me. I actually did. There were a couple of interesting uh, little known facts about, and these are are true, about Rogers. Do you want a few of them? Hang on a minute. I'm absolutely going completely against type and just rages on the subway. It just goes nuts. Enough! All right, what are some, what's the information? Uh, so he was an ordained minister. Okay. Had a music degree. His mother did knit all of his sweaters. Um, Michael Keaton's first on-air, on-camera gig was as a purple panda on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's and, from Pittsburgh. That, yep. And that's where they filmed it, yeah. Ah. And also because of that Pittsburgh connection, he hired those little films where Mr. Rogers goes and watches how ice cream is made. Yeah. Yeah. One of the early people who directed those was George Romero, Night of the Living what? Dead. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's right. I forgot he Pittsburgh. would have these little cutaway yeah. movies yeah. about how things were made or what someone does on a, a specific kind of job or something and like it was, that. So a, a young George Romero was oh. uh, was doing a lot of those. Is it, okay. is it true that he was the first person ever on camera to do a Pittsburgh platter? <laughs> he did, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought so. Uh, no, but I remember the... Uh, That's kind of stinky. I remember the, the trolley... <laughs> I always wanted to be able to... to oh, my and, God. And that would go into the land of make-believe. Yeah. So it would go through that little tunnel, and it would disappear, and it would come out on the other side, and it was another set. And they had all of the... Uh, all the this uh, isn't the land of make-believe. The stuff. <laughs> it's the <laughs> New York subway system. <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> when we come out, we're going to be at Penn Station, and they're going to be able to leave all you losers! <laughs> There's a museum out there in, in Latrobe where you can go see all these set pieces, you know, no. in, in, the, in the pets. Yeah, so there was a, 
uh, a document, or uh, maybe it was a, a promo for the documentary. Anyway, I saw a video um, uh, a few weeks ago, and you can go out and see Lady Elaine and see the castle and uh-huh. see all of these things that are still in existence. The actual set pieces. The actual set pieces, I yeah. have to go there. Yeah, Latrobe. How, how far is Latrobe from here? It's just outside of Pittsburgh, so probably three and a half, Five four hours. hours, something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but well worth the trip. Wow, okay. Yeah, and the ones I remember, the only name I remember is is Lady Elaine. Mr. Daniel, Daniel, well, Daniel no, the from the from the from the, uh, the land of Maple. Oh, okay, yeah. So King Friday, Daniel. King the Tiger. Friday, that was it. And they were all voiced by Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. And who was the the Shaka cat? Khan? Shaka Khan. Daniel the Tiger, not Shaka Khan. <laughs> Daniel the Tiger. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He was with, his little shy. Um, that would say Mew Mew. Yeah. Every time he spoke, they were all sort of uh, facets of Mr. Rogers' personality. Don't you say anything else? <laughs> so when he was kind of high and mighty, he'd be King Friday. When he was uh, shy and uh, scared, he'd be Daniel the Tiger. Lady Elaine was sort of a you know his trampish side. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. which one she was, but I feel horny. Yeah. Lady Elaine was kind of scary. She was, yeah. She, she was yeah. strict, and she lived in a museum, or I mean, a uh, it was a uh, whorehouse. Like no, it was like a carousel, <laughs> but that was a museum or something like that. Yes. Or yeah, I'd have to go back and and research. <laughs> Shaka Khan. That was startling. Member of the uh, <laughs> Land of Maple Leaf. I love that trolley. I love that the idea that they yeah. it, would, it would go, you know. Yeah. And he did the, the voices of all the... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that show Kidding on Showtime, it, it is obviously loosely based on, on Mr. Rogers. Because, you know, during the course of that interview that we did, um, these, these little tidbits of information that you guys threw yeah. out there about Fred... Uh, I was like, okay, that's kind of a storyline in that show, Kidding. Dealing with death, dealing with adult topics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun with pot and, yeah. So I'm looking at the at the picture of Lady Elaine. I know you. Know, she was scary looking. She had like that Punch and Judy type of style yeah. of a... Uh, she was clearly a, an alcoholic because uh, she had yeah, rosacea. The, those busted corpuscles on her I nose. Drink a lot. <laughs> I drink a lot. Yeah, yeah, she was scary looking. Uh, this is before your time though, Marissa, right? Yeah, but I watched reruns Did of you? it. Yeah, it was always on HYY. We were watching the trailer came on and my daughter had said something about Mr. Rogers. To be honest, I didn't even know she knew who Mr. She's 12 years old. I didn't know she knew who Mr. Rogers was. But she did She did say, you know, he was before my time, but I did know, I know who he is. Yeah, I revisited. You know? Honestly, I was before, I mean, well, I was I was older, you know, so, so that was not the stuff that was appealing to me. And then I revisited the Mr. Rogers thing and then grew an appreciation after the fact. And then learning about him, you know, being true to that, that this wasn't, a lot of times you'll I mean, well, not to <laughs> draw a horrible thing, but one of the most beloved children's entertainers in England oh, turned yeah. out to be a raging pedophile. pedophile. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, and I guess a lot of times you're always waiting for the dam to burst on the on the people that you love who have, but Mr. Rogers was everything you believed him to be. Was it, you know, yeah. a sniper? No, he was a uh, <laughs> just a great guy. Well, yeah. and now Daniel Tiger has his own spinoff series. So Daniel Tiger is an animated uh, show, and he's like a trolley driver. And so he really? drives the trolley. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Hang on a second. Somebody commenting about the uh, Michael Keaton uh, appearance. Hey, Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. Yeah, Zeus. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, well, quick thing. Uh, just to let you know, my uh, nine-year-old grandma is still alive and well. She won uh, second place. She was the Silver Fox, and I think she- Oh, in the Grand, Grand Prix. Oh, oh, that's awesome. awesome. So she's she's still kicking, but yep. uh, but anyways, yeah, I was uh, I think it was on Hulu the documentary, but I remember um, my wife and I were watching it, and uh, you know they don't even make comment of it, but you know they just show the background, the stagehands, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, what's that Batman? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like we're not even watching freaking Batman. I'm like, that's Michael Keaton. 
So, of course, I looked it up, and, you know, I, I heard Steve mention it. But, yeah, you actually see him, you know, in the background just helping out, and it's like, Wow, it's like even Batman has a second job. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. he actually, there was another thing that was a, 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 one of those um, little-known facts is that, though, uh, Rogers himself <laughs> would not curse, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, he would let the puppets, when he was doing the puppets between takes, he would <laughs> yeah. uh, have them curse. Oh, he would. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Henrietta, that's the one I was thinking of, okay. Nick. Henrietta Pussycat that yes. says meow, meow all the time. Every other word is like meow. Talk about a contortion of beloved childhood uh, <clears throat> things. Did you see that the, the sci-fi uh, channel has this Banana Splits horror movie? I remember hearing about yeah, it, but yeah. I didn't know. It was on last night. I was watching it. And uh, Charles, uh, you know, um, our, our uh, belly flop challenge winner, Charles Lance. Sassy. Yeah, he is sassy. He'd, he'd, he'd uh, mentioned it and, and turned me on to it. And, I, and they, they're using the... The banana splits, and it's it's a it's a graphic horror movie oh. on sci-fi. It's it's pretty funny. Hang on, so we're getting some lo- some calls of people who've had a connection with uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rogers and and the show and everything. I'm going to go to Ray. Hi, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. First time, long time. Awesome, ah. buddy. Welcome. What's up? Well, I just wanted to tell you guys probably about uh, 25 some years ago. Um, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and um, I delivered uh, photocopiers for a company back in Pittsburgh, and I actually delivered a copier to the the uh, WQED, uh, the main branch in in Pittsburgh, and um, this is obviously long before everybody has a camera on their cell phone. But um, walked right through the set of uh, the Mister Rogers neighborhood. You know, wow! The, when it was when it was actively filming, you walked onto that set. No, it, it, they weren't filming at the time, but we had to walk it's through. Being used for no, pornos. no, no, no! I didn't mean while they were. Uh, yeah, I mean, was the show still on at that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, okay, so, so yeah. I didn't mean you were. They were creating the show at the time, but it, while it was active, you actually saw photo, the set. Here's a photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> Salesman is welcome, welcome yeah. neighbor. Ruining my shot. <laughs> Insufferable bastard. <laughs> yeah, we had we had to walk through the set to get to the elevator to go up to uh, the main floor where all the offices were and actually delivered the copier to uh, right outside uh, Fred Rogers' office. Mr. Rogers, oh, good for you! (laughs) That must have been kind of surreal, right, Ray? Yeah, yeah, it it was cool. I mean, I grew up watching him, and to to be there on on, walking through the set, it it was cool. Nice. God, that nice. those. Thanks, I mean, Ray. those shows. A lot of the shows are animated, so you can't, you know, that you grew up on. But could you imagine walking through? What would be the equivalent? You know, uh, well, like um, Sesame Street. Yeah, or, I mean, if, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to actually be on that set would be pretty yeah. damn amazing. Like the Captain Noah when Captain Captain Mr. Noah, Mrs. Noah came in the studio. Mm-hmm. I I lost my breath. They so were, not being from yeah. the area, but realizing the importance of how you know Captain Noah was. Yeah, that'd be exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Oh my God, I'm going to bring this up now. Uh, who who do we have here the other day? Larry, uh, we're talking about Larry Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, who was here? Who mentioned him? It was a Philly guest. Man, I, I can't remember yesterday. Anyway, it was it? Yeah, it, what was his name? Larry Ferrari. Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, piano player. Okay, so I wasn't familiar with this guy, yeah. Steve. Oh, and, no and kidding. Nick had left. Yeah, I didn't grow up here. Yeah, it was back in the nineteen seventies, eighties. I guess. Yeah, it was definitely in the eighties. So was it Frank Stallone? It was it Frank Stallone. Yeah. Frank Stallone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you go, wow, what a Philly reference. Right. And so we got done with the segment, and I asked you about it. And I'm like, well, let me go over here to YouTube real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, Larry Ferrari. Do you know the story about this guy? I, I heard. 
was, just through you and you guys talking here. Yeah. So he would apparently it was a Sunday morning program, and it was Larry and his organ. <laughs> I mean, like one of those you know one touch organs, like you'd have at home, makes all kinds of you know mm-hmm. little uh, um, you know rhythmic sounds yeah. that can go along with it. And it, no, actually, it wasn't. His was a B three. I'm sorry, yeah. somebody had texted me about that or emailed that it was a B three organ, a uh, Hammond, and uh, he uh, and he just. Plays along the song, Steve. <laughs> and they do these sweeping shots in and out. He's got the little candelabra there. He's got really bad 1970s hair. I was laughing my ass off. Now, listen, I'm sure it was just it was just tradition yeah. here. And that that was on if you wanted it on Sunday mornings if you wanted to put on. But you look back now. <laughs> It's goddamn hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely hilarious. First of all, thank God for YouTube to be able to watch yes. these types of things. Second of all, I believe they shot it right down the street at 6 ABC, and it was on around the team, uh, same time slot as Al Albers. I think it ran right after All right, Al so Al Alberts okay. would go first, and mm-hmm. then Ferrari, or, or vice versa. And uh, Al Alberts was also a Philly institution for a long, long time. I, I went and saw a, a taping of Al Alberts at the Cedarbrook Country Club. Really? For me, Steve, it was like meeting Carson. Sure. You know, I'm like eight years old, and I'm in the audience, and you got dressed up to go see Al Albers. Yeah. And it was one of these things that was akin to Mr. Rogers. Now, mind you, all major metropolitan areas had stuff like <laughs> For this. For sure. In in that era growing up. They had the local people who did these shows. Now, Absolutely, I, was, yeah. I was familiar up in New York with Al Alberts for some reason. I don't know why I was, it but I was. It may have been syndicated. It might have been syndicated. Yeah. There was a show with a Bob McAllister called Wonderama. Do you okay. remember that? No. That, was, that ended up being syndicated, I think, down here at some point. But yeah. I'm so glad you brought up Al Alberts. When I was a little girl, I used to walk on the New Jersey City, uh, the New Jersey Ocean City Boardwalk with my grandmother, and we would walk past Sea Oats, and I would see those little pageant dresses, yeah. and I dreamt that one day <laughs> I could get one of those dresses and be on stage with Al Alberts yeah. at the Ocean City Musical. Hall. that was a dream. You, years later, flashing from pot at a cream concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best I could do, Steve. <laughs> wow. But I, I, was, I was cracking up watching him uh, just sitting there, just smiling away. I love away, that stuff. Playing organ. That's of a time. Yeah. But because, honestly, that, that is so... Um, but you, you you'll find little Man. things like like the chocolate rain was was the the equivalent on on YouTube of but you you get him here and there yeah. but things like like he clearly watching the video that that was a thing oh, yeah. we'll oh and it, it probably ran for decades yeah. right yeah. Or, yeah. at and least like, a decade I don't know anybody my age that actually sat and watched it for for <laughs> as many Sundays as Larry Ferrari played yeah. on TV. I maybe collectively watched about five minutes. Well, back-to-back texts came in, Casey, and this is what my childhood was. We'd watch Larry Ferrari every Sunday with my grandfather. The one right before that, I watched it with my grandmother. And when I would stay over at my grandparents' house, that's what we would watch on Sunday morning. So we'd get up, watch Al Albers. And there was something about Larry Ferrari that was sort of, um, and I told this to Preston last week, it was kind of like Lawrence Welk-ish. There was this aspect of him, it was was cheesy and hokey, but entertaining. So you kind of get sucked in by that aspect of it. Yeah, Lawrence Welk was a, oh my god, that, that freaking, do you remember Lawrence oh, Welk? Oh, dear ah, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to a tree oh. and hear us in the John will dance with the, holy hell, it was <laughs> horrifying. Yep, I agree. <laughs> no, the outfits are terrible. Yeah. It's the hair, the styles of the 70s were atrocious. <laughs> I'm gonna go to uh, Heather. Hi, Heather, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Heather? Uh, my parents actually danced on that show for Larry when he would play on Sunday mornings. So they would come out as as a couple and and dance, say a foxtrot or something like that. Yeah, they were part of a group that did Victorian dances. Okay, and so the whole group would go out there and dance, wow. and they would you know twirl around while he was dance while he was playing the piano in the middle. 
And they did. The, if I look back at the video now. I have VHS tapes of it. And they are pretty cheesy, but it, they really enjoyed it. And were they were they regulars on there? They were on probably five or six times. Okay. And I think probably late '80s, early '90s. Okay. All right. Would it, would uh, would he ever would he speak? Would uh, Larry Ferrari speak? Yeah, he would address Thanks, the audience, but mostly it was just singing mm-hmm. and, and uh, organ playing. Oh, he would sing too. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I just I, I just saw the instrumental organs like stuff. cheesy lounge singer style. But it was there was something that was so cheesy about it. It made yeah. it not cheesy. Here, if you want to hear some what he sounds like, it's <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Doesn't even sound like an organ. No. Is he still with no, us? No, I don't think Al Alberts, uh, Larry, or Captain Noah. I think they're, they've all passed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know Captain Noah and Al Alberts passed. I wasn't sure. I think Larry is Larry. missing an action. He was. Uh, no, he died in, in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. He yeah. died in November of 1997. Here's what you call a tunnel rat. They'd hand him a revolver and <laughs> just, just go down in yeah. there and uh, hang on a second. Clear that tunnel. There's a whole bunch of Charlie. <laughs> Deb has a question. Hey, Deb. Good morning. You cannot talk about all of these local shows without mentioning Gene London. I don't know who that is. I yeah, know. I remember people talking about Gene London, but I never watched it. But um, people, a lot of people are texting in about uh, Gene London as well. What was his story, Deb? He had a show where he told stories, and he also would tell stories and do artwork. Like, he had a big pad where he would actually, with a marker, draw pictures, and he was a really good artist. Like he a Bob Ross? Uh, no, no. It was like a... Like a Flip sheets, and he would just draw with a, a marker, a black marker, and draw pictures. Why Maybe is like, cha- uh, you know, caricatures and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And he would tell stories, and kids okay. would be on the show just like just like uh, some of the other shows. Yeah, we're looking, thank you, by the way, we're looking at, at video, and it looks uh, it looks very Howdy Doody-esque, yeah. the setting does. It's black and white, so it would have been back in the, you know, 50s and, and maybe early 60s or something like that. Uh, wow. Uh, let me go next to Glenn. Hey, Glenn, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks. <laughs> What's up, Glenn? Listen, Casey might remember this. The Bazaar, or the Bazaar of All Nations in Clifton Heights. There's an Acme there now. Yeah. And a Home Depot. Okay. I used to go to the Bazaar back in the 70s uh, and late 60s, and Al Alberts and his wife Stella would be walking around there dressed to the max, on a Friday night, say hi to people, shaking hands, and no. shopping down there. No kidding. So they, they were there. I just like, bought some tube socks. <laughs> were they there for a personal appearance, or, or that's just where they no, went? They, they went wanted to go get some Bernie's walking, pretzels. and They were walking around shopping huh? and buying cheesecake, if I remember. And I'm going to go buy some cheesecake. I'm going to go to the Army Let's Navy go. store. <laughs> They're just like us. All right. I have Thanks, All my cheesecake is purchased from the Army and Navy store. <laughs> At the bazaar. At the bazaar. Wow. I play. Uh, perhaps you've seen my program on Sunday morning. <clears throat> Interesting. All right. Well, uh, th- I I'm very much would like to see this uh, uh, this movie, uh, the the uh, Mister Rogers movie. By the way, I had seen there were some interviews over the weekend. I, I think it was might have been last week, but uh, with this out, and I think Henry Winkler might have a project out. And did you see that uh, he was on was it Andy Cohen or something like that? And a caller called in and asked about his feud with Tom Hanks. About uh, Henry Winkler and Tom Hanks. They have a feud? Yeah. Like a 30-year feud. A real one? Yeah. Yes. I have it's never heard two about this. Of the nicest right? guys in the business hate each other. Whoa. And so he addressed it by pretending 
Like, um, what are you talking about? You know, he was... Uh, he dismissed it a lot. Because he had apparently... Uh, Henry Winkler was the initial director for Turner and Hooch. Okay. And after some time, they let him go. And I think the implication is that Tom Hank kind of Tom Hanks muscled them out of the, no the gig. Way. Yeah, for some reason or another they weren't getting along with No, there we talked about this. Uh, there was an episode of Happy Days <clears throat> where Tom Hanks played a character who had a grudge against Fonzie. Okay. And he learned karate. And came I back. You mentioning that, and yeah. he was running around Arnold's karate chopping the bar, yeah. and all that <laughs> seemed completely rooted in, in fact. But um, uh, you know, and then of course Fonzie, you know, had to do his limited thing. But but uh, it, I, I've never heard of that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Two so, of the legendarily nicest wow. guys in Hollywood hate each other. So they're asking him directly about it, and th- his comments were like, "You know, I loved that dog." <laughs> You know, wow. I, it was a great dog. He was do, avoiding do, it like that. Do a quick check, uh, uh, Nick, Joking and see if there's a, if there is a, a, a substantive feud on that. Well, it's just a rumor. Yeah. And, and so he had, in in all sense, kind of concurred that there was a uh, a rift, but he's not addressing exactly what happened or why. Wow. Yeah, pretty wild, right? That is bizarre. That two guys like that could yeah. not find a way to, after all this time, patch it up. So, <laughs> Well, Regis and mm. Mr. Rogers had a blood feud. I know that. No. They had a blood feud. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> People will know the yeah. truth. Beat I guess. him to death with a bag of D's. <laughs> Beat him to death. With a bag of D's. In 1993, uh, and it, it does, it all goes back to Turner and Hooch. In 1993, uh, Winkler says, uh, let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. Yeah. And mm. so, yeah, it, it all goes back to, he was on the set for two weeks as the director, and they've just never really mended fences. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That, that never needs expected. to end. I mean, the, all, we need to set the universe <laughs> right. That needs to be... You can't have the two nicest people right. in Hollywood at each other's throats. All right. Well, listen. Three things here. Number one, it's Tattoo Day today. Text the word tattoo to three nine three three three. See if you can win a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate for world famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Uh, and uh, don't forget, they are in South Philly, six twenty one South Fourth Street. And you can check out our buddy Troy Temple's work if you want to check him out at Troy Temple on Instagram or Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo dot com. Number two, our friends from uh, Jersey Mike's are here. And I have some gift cards to give away. I will take uh, callers 10 and 11, give you $50 gift cards, 215-263-WMMR. And Jersey Mike stands for Fresh. Uh, the Jersey Mike's app is the perfect way to skip the line. So download the app, order ahead, skip the line, and you're on your way. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. And we skipped traffic at the top, so we need to get that now. So let's have Marissa handle that. What's going on, Marissa? It's actually a mess out there, Press. I'm just going to do some highlights. 26th Street, uh, south of Pashyunk, the left lane is blocked from an overturned vehicle, which means that 76 eastbound is jammed um, from Vare all the way back to, uh, I'm sorry, from Pashyunk all the way back to Vare uh, due to this accident. Westbound from Pashyunk to Vine. Uh, also, 76 eastbound, there's Police activity at Belmont, so it's jammed back to the Blue Route. PA Turnpike, Fort Washington, where an accident is blocking the left lane, jammed back to Norristown. Uh, also slowing from Ben Salem to Mid County. Callow Hill Street, we have uh, that street is blocked from 6th to 13th all morning long. A tractor trailer is stuck under the overpass between 11th Street and 12th Street. And also, SEPTA's regional rails are running with 10 minute delays. This traffic report is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Get lunch at Whole Foods Market for a limited time. Prime members save $2 per pound at the hot bar and salad bar weekdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back in a second, some B-File stories I think you will like. We'll get to that in a moment. 
Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let us do the Bizarre Files. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Davis Hyundai. Get to Davis Hyundai in Ewing, New Jersey, and check out their new vehicles like the Palisade. Davis Hyundai, home of the no payments for a full year. And you can go to DavisHyundai.com. Well, we'll start with this. A K-Aker, a that's for you, Jackie. A kayaker came to the rescue of an 81-year-old woman who drove her SUV off a boat ramp in Venice, Florida, the night before. Oh, my God. She stayed in there all night long. Oh, dear. Rob, yeah. Rob Goodman was paddling near a dock when he noticed the front end of a vehicle sticking out of the water. Goodman quickly paddled over, noticed there was a person trapped inside. So immediately called 911. I think I drove into the water. While another man who was paddleboarding nearby jumped into the water to help. Uh, the two managed to open the door and drag the woman back to the shore. Don't open the door. You'll get my dress wet. He said uh, she was wet and cold. I held her like a baby to get some heat on her till rescue got there. Uh, police department posted a surveillance video footage that showed the woman driving into the water and slowly floating for nearly 60 seconds God. before coming to a stop. The woman told police she was trapped in her car since 10 p.m. and they wow. found her in the morning. Wow. Uh, police did not say what caused the woman to crash into the water. She is in stable condition following the harrowing ordeal. Fortunately, she had just left the honey-baked ham store. Oh, yeah. So she had something <laughs> to eat. Somebody, yeah. A Bronx man was stabbed to death in a bodega during a fight with a deli worker who accused him of shoplifting Thursday afternoon. I kill you! Frankie Williams got into the argument with worker Ronnie Torres inside Robinson's Deli. Torres, who had accused Williams of stealing a drink... Grabbed a machete during the fight and stabbed Williams several times in his chest and stomach. Killed him. Whoa. Uh, Williams, he who... took a yoo-hoo from me. Whose sources said was a longtime customer of the deli, was rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead. Uh, yeah, so he had a machete at the ready. <laughs> no rhyme intended, but yeah. uh, that's uh, pretty horrific. Yeah. Torres, who works at the deli and is a relative of the owner, was arrested in the scene. He's charged with murder. Straight up murder. Yeah, maybe you just call the police on that one. Yeah. Before you shoplifting, yeah, murder them with a machete. Yeah, that's messed up. That's store policy, though. You shoplift and we murder you with a machete. How about this in Iowa City, Iowa? Library staff at the Iowa City Public Library uh, they uh, say that they are open and it is welcome to everyone. But some have used that openness to cause disturbances at the library this year. Police charged five minors this week after a fight at the library. The charges range from assaulting an officer to trespass- trespassing to interference. Now, police, this is what I found interesting. Police have been called to the Iowa City Library 28 times so far this year. This Why? is the library. 28, or more than that, actually. 28 times for theft, 17 times for trespassing, and 8 times for fights at the library. At the library. Yeah. Uh, the library has a downtown... Time li- for a bouncer. Uh, a, well, they have a downtown uh, liaison who frequently stops, but no full-time officer. Uh, rather than beef up security, uh, the uh, director of the library thinks that the community should work together on solutions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for some reason, that particular library, there's a lot of things going on. you got to have the bouncer at the front door checking library cards as people go in. Right. Right. 
A Manhattan makeup artist found some alarming extras, what appeared to be cocaine and a straw to snort it with, when she unpacked a box of beauty supplies from Sephora. Uh, Christina Milano, who works at a makeup store, said that she ordered $252 worth of product from the famed French retailer that arrived at her Hoboken home earlier this month. Please try our new cocaine line. In addition to a foundation stick, false eyelashes, and other items, the UPS shipment from Baltimore contained a Sephora-branded retractable reel attached to a pair of plastic badge sleeves one of which had a female employee's company ID. When Milano checked out the second sleeve, which held a forklift operator's card and a photo of a young girl, hidden inside was a dollar bill folded up very nicely. Hmm. And then when I opened it, she said, there was a good amount of what appeared to be cocaine inside. It's not clear what the powder actually was. But also tucked in the sleeve was a short piece of plastic drinking straw with one end cut at 45 degrees. (laughs) Uh, Milano contacted Sephora and sent the company photos of everything she discovered, including a shot showing the powdery white substance and the folded $1 bill. In response, a customer service representative sent her a message assuring her that her company will take the next appropriate steps steps in their uh, investigation. A follow-up message instructed her, saying, There's no need to send back the foreign items found in your box. I ask that you dispose of them. Additionally, to apologize for your experience, I've added $100 in online credit to your Beauty Insider account. (laughs) Wow. Milano said the company's response left her a little bit angry. She says it was kind of like, here's 100 bucks, and, you know, don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, She could have sold the coat for a lot more. The Sephora worker appears to be a Maryland woman whose Facebook page includes a photo of her posing with several other people, all wearing bright red T-shirts underneath a lighted Sephora sign. And multiple selfies showing her and the girl whose pictures was sent to Milano as well. Uh, and uh, when the uh, newspaper that reported the story reached out to these people, they said, nope, she doesn't live here anymore. And yes, she has a drug problem. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. And then uh, we'll do one more story. Police say a woman who was angered when she got kicked out of a Las Vegas area casino intentionally drove her motorhome into the building, injuring a custodian. Mm. I mean, they she drove it into the building, inside right. of it. Uh, police say the 50-year-old woman was ejected from the Cannery Casino Friday morning and drove her Winnebago motorhome into the building. Well, the woman hit a 66-year-old custodial worker who was outside of the building. The worker was critically injured but is expected to survive. The full motorhome. Yeah, the woman kept hitting the gas and her vehicle was stuck in the building's entrance, so she had it floored while it was oh stuck in the entrance. Oh, God. She was pissed. What a lunatic. Employees had to remove the woman to get her to stop. Uh, They were already at the casino, and they arrested the woman. Her identity was not immediately released. I always wanted to live in a casino. Uh, And there you go. That's what's in your bizarre file this morning. All right, let's uh, take a break. And as we do so, I want to give away these movie screening passes because we have this tonight. I'm going to give away the last of what we have. I think I have seven of these. Terminator Dark Fate. I got pairs, seven pairs of tickets to give away. It will be at the UA Riverview on Columbus Boulevard, and it'll be in the IMAX theater. Starts at seven thirty. You want to get there by seven in order to see it. So we'll take seven callers now. Excellent. Two one five two six three WMMR, and the movie hits on excuse me November first. So uh, you get to see it before it comes out. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Lesson question more coming up next. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
please. Guns and Roses, Paradise City on 93.3 WNMR. It's everything that rocks. We have a $500 Steven Singer gift card that we are going to give away for the Word of the Week. Much easier this week, just it's only going to be four letters. We had a day off yesterday, so sorry about that. But every now and then, we have to just take an extra day. And that's the thing we did, but it makes it easier for you to win. How about that? So we'll get that letter coming up at the end of today's program. Get yourself set. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan on Friday, November 8th at the Met. They're doing three nights. Uh, November 6th, 8th, and 9th. So this show will be for the 8th. Keep that in mind. Some tickets for the 6th and 8th show are still available. Uh, The question we're going to go with today, and call if you know, what is the new slogan for the Camp Out for Hunger? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. What is the new slogan for the Camp Out for Hunger? 215-263-WMMR. And if you heard it and you happen to know, then you've got a good shot at winning. So go ahead and give us a buzz. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get some stories while we're waiting for your phone call. What is up this morning, Steve? Well, Jonathan Chibon, longtime friend of Kim Kardashian and frequent guest on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, has legally changed his name to Food God. Food God said the name change was important to ensure that there would be three solid reasons for considering him a (laughs) douchebag. Actress Felicity Huffman ecstatic to be home after being released from prison on Friday. Still, Huffman is taking things slowly with her kids, noting that when she went into prison, they were 11 days younger. Oh, my God. He's got to adapt. And finally, Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber collaborating on a new song for the film adaptation of Cats. In the new song, Rum Tum Tugger will sing disparaging things about Swift's old boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we shall see if we can find an answer for this question. What is the the new slogan for Camp Out for Hunger? And I'm going to go to Tim, our first caller. And hey, Tim, good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, Tim, what's the new slogan for the Camp Out for Hunger? F Hunger in the Butt. Yeah. 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 F Hunger in the Butt. Uh, Tim, you got it right. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see this band, Steely Dan, Friday, November 8th at the Met Philly, and as part of their epic three-night stand at the Met. And November 6th, 8th, and 9th is when you'll see those. Uh, the show on the 9th is sold out, and some tickets for the 6th and 8th are still available via Ticketmaster.com. You get complete details at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! I had three All right, let's start with this. A documentary on the Red Hot Chili Peppers may be in the works. Photographer David Meshigan had posted a photo on Instagram featuring all four members of the band writing such a rad day previewing our new Chili Peppers documentary. Totally rad. And he also shared a birthday message for drummer Chad Smith, who turns 58 on Friday, and then Smith replied, Thanks, Mush. You're the best. Excited to show the world. So this leads us to believe that most likely there is a doc coming out. Meshagan, again, has uh, has posted numerous behind-the-scenes photos and videos of the Chili Peppers on his Instagram in the past few weeks. It's not exactly clear what kind of documentary this might be, a concert film, a look at the making of the new album, or something else. 
There will likely be a concert element to the film since Meshagan uh, had thanked Smith for, quote, letting me sit next to you on stage all the time. Uh, Chili Peppers have rumored to be at work on a new album, which would follow up 2016's The Getaway. In the meantime, Flea, who recently got married, is about to release his memoir called Acid for the Children, and that's on November 5th. Breaking Benjamin will release a new album titled Aurora, and that's coming up January 24th, and the disc features reimagined versions of the band's biggest and most popular songs. Breaking Benjamin leader Ben Burnley had said uh, they're all acoustic. Uh, they all have orchestration on them, like full orchestra. And then there's four that have guest vocals. Uh, and it's really, really amazing. So they did so good, he said. And the special guests include uh, St. Asonia's Adam Gontier, ex-Flyleaf singer Lacey Strum, Cold frontman Scooter Ward, wow. and Michael Barnes from the band Red. That's a who's who of who the hell are they? Uh, they will be, Breaking Benjamin will uh, also be co-headlining a 24-city tour with Corn, and tickets go on sale this Friday. They will be in our area in Allentown at the PPL Center on January 23rd, by the way. Highly Suspect has released a new song. It's called Canals, and it's from its upcoming third album, MCID. Is it about the canals of Mars? No, I don't. Damn it. I don't think so. I took a guess. Uh, singer and guitarist Johnny Stevens uh, said last week in an interview that the track was, quote, the best rock song you've ever heard in your entire life. Hmm. Oh, so yeah? it's a bit of a okay. bold statement, yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a listen to it in a second. Give me a second there, Preston. I'll uh, I'll let you know when we're ready. You just uh, do a radio show or something. Yeah. Oh, so you mean you're going to play it on the air right now? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's for, how good we are. We are that good. All right. It's called Canals. Okay. No, I'll so, go ahead and wait for you. All right. Right on WMR.com. If oh, it is? Oh, yeah. It. Well, then yeah. We go. learned it's about the canals of bars. All right. All Very right. exciting now. Now the anticipation is building. I can feel actually I have a little agitated right now. All you right. should. Any, any, any. Here we go. Reflux. All right. So just be careful because it has explicit lyrics. I don't have the state uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. for uh, radio version. Here we go. This is the best rock song I've ever heard in my ever, entire life. Ever. Bitch, you look so damn great. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You can't speak. <laughs> you can't scream that on our radio show. But uh, go to <sighs> PrestonSteve.com to hear the rest. That was not the best rock song I've ever heard. It had a dirty word in it. I was trying to look up the lyrics, and I couldn't even do it fast <laughs> enough before they dropped a big old fat F-bomb. According to a statement issued by the band, MCID is based on uh, inconceivable true-life experiences and perceptions narrated by frontman Johnny Stevens. What? He said, uh, the themes include self-loathing, substance abuse, image issues, addressing my past and changing future with a sprinkle of anti-Trump, false social media worship, heartbreak, hope, depression, and suicide. There are also a few references to the pressures of fame and how I won't play into it. Yeah. Um, sounds like a toe tapper. Sure yeah. does. MCID. Great for parties. Is out this Friday. The lead single from... It's the new Baby Shark. Uh, from the set, the new Guitar Free 16 went to number one at Rock Radio Charts last week. Ozzy Osbourne's new studio album will be released in January, according to his wife, uh, Sharon. 
Uh, she announced the news during an interview in response to a question about her husband's health. She said he's getting there. He's getting better. <laughs> he had a very, very bad accident this year, but he's getting there. He's just finished an album, and the album is coming out in January. And he's doing good. He's very excited about the duet with, that he did with Post Malone and also Travis Scott. It's doing great. But didn't we hear a little bit of that Post Malone thing? We, we yeah. did. It's actually pretty good. It is. Hmm. And then the last story I have for you, uh, the massive success of Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen on Broadway, did not carry over to the opening weekend for the boss's big screen concert film, Western Stars. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter posted the, that the film raked in a paltry $530,000 from 537 screens uh, over the weekend, or 537 theaters, I should say, with an average of $1,000.42 per theater. It was a bomb. Uh, with the addition of the two nights the movie played via Fathom Events, all told, Western stars stiffed, earn, earning only a million dollars at the box office. What is, what is the concept of the movie again? Do we know? I, it's him playing some songs. That it looks like he's in like a club, and in between the songs, telling stories, and, and they're not just right there in the club, like he's out driving around. Right here, man. Stuff like that. You know what the difference is, though? It's uh, it's new material versus old material. It's you where know? I first met Captain Noah. <laughs> <laughs> the Broadway stuff people went to because they were familiar with it. Right. You That's know? a good point, yeah. And you know, the Hollywood Reporter commented, you know, basically this is this is for his diehard fans. And yeah. they'll go see it because you're right. Yeah, it's where they shot Ghostbusters. It's not tried and true. Um <laughs> You know, songs that have that have stood the test of time. Right. Yeah, it's, so it's on, so. uh, yeah, you were setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in music news. Yes. I would like to point out that today is a special day. Preston. Oh, it is I'm, the, I'm ready. The 11 year anniversary of the Phillies winning the World Series. And as a consequence, it's the 11 year anniversary of this particular. They did it! That happened 11, 11 years, years ago. ago today. Yes. Uh-huh. Is that in Bruce's documentary? That is not. No, it's really. It's it. spot where Nick Green. They did it! Well, where you scream that is not even there anymore. Yes, it is. It's uh, Chickies and Pete's. I was at. Oh, I, I thought you were at it. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I started at uh, McFadden's for Game Five A, and then went Dang. over to Chickies and Pete's for Five B. Yep. They did it! And then you followed it up with. We have two versions. Actually, there's a shorter version. They did it! They did it! They did it! They did it! Yep. So there you go. Was your foot broken then too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was in, uh, actually, I'd just gotten out of the cast. I had a ruptured my Achilles and tore a calf muscle dancing in a wedding. How many pivotal moments in your life have occurred while your foot was broken? Well, um, I don't know. But that that was a pivotal moment, and uh, I was hoping that this year's injury <laughs> would lead to a full success, and it didn't. It <laughs> you did mean you to, broke your foot on purpose? Yeah, to get Joe. That is valiant. I wanted to get Joe Girardi hired. But, <laughs> By the uh, way, the, the short they did it came first, right? And then they the did it! I yeah. forget. Yeah. 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 And then the second one. They did it! <laughs> I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> the overmodulation is what's perfect. I yeah, love it, short. man. It's fantastic. Yeah. Every bit of that audio is perfect because the crowd you're hearing is just a crowd in chickies. Yeah, yeah. It's not at the stadium. No. <laughs> that's, that's at a bar. Yeah, we were hanging out at a bar. Yeah, Do you think it sounds Brad, like a stadium. Do you think Brad Lidge got hurt there? You when know, he got piled on? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. We remember that the next day we did the math of how much weight must have been mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. He was never the same pitcher he after. You know, he was perfect that season. He didn't blow one save the yeah. whole season or in the postseason. He was uh, perfect in the, in the World Series, uh, and he was never the same pitcher 
following that. Right. It could have killed him. Pile, because he was he, three or four people on top of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Do it while you're sitting on your knees and he got bent backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. One, I know, right? Oh, wait. Two, three, four. Oh, I mean, you, you can't count. See, until you're And you're talking about oh hundreds God. and people jumping on top. Yeah. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds of pounds of weight on top of you. And if you're on there too long, you asphyxiate. Yes. And then from nowhere, <laughs> Preston, you look from the left, Rosie O'Donnell comes in from the right, <laughs> and Ruben stuttered from no! the left. No! No! Yeah, that's just not right. Oh, and Louis Anderson comes running in. <laughs> and he was on his knees, so yep. he was, like, bent no. backward. Oh, my oh no, God. they knock him forward. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, he's oh, okay. Geez. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did it 11 years ago today. Pretty wild. All right, uh, we need to take a break. I'm going to give away my last last $50 gift card to Jersey Mike's. Uh, There are 1,630 Jersey (laughs) locations nationwide and over 20 near us here in Philly. I'll take call number 20 then at 215-263-WMMR. And that's not counting all the ones along the Jersey Shore. So stop in one today. Jersey Mike stands for fresh. 20th caller. We're going to set you up. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap it up. Stay with us. Starting at 9 a.m. with your Grand Marshal Jackie Bam Bam leading the way. Parade starts at noon when thousands of bikers set off on a 10-mile route through Philly, ending at Sugar House Casino to deliver new unwrapped toys to the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. Complete ride details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Preston and Steve show. I, I gotta point this out. So while we had Steve O here <clears throat> earlier this morning, he did a uh, he did a bar trick for us off air. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I, he tried to describe to us what he was doing. You, you put a uh, you put a, a glass or a cup on the top of your head. And uh, and then you have to drink it without ever touching it with your hands, never putting your hands above your head. And he does this contorted, bizarre move where he gets it into his mouth. Yeah, I, it's amazing. Watch the video of his top ten um, bar tricks. Yeah, because uh, he has stuff that's, that's that's like that. That's just pretty amazing. And he learned how to do that in uh, when he was doing the circus stuff. Yeah, he was yeah. going to clown college and all that. Uh, well, oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it really shows off his athletic ability and his yeah. flexibility. I mean, it's yeah. not easy to do what he did if uh, you don't have the flexibility to do that. No. I'd hurt myself yeah. really yeah. bad trying to do that, probably. But and he doesn't spill a drop. No. It's pretty amazing. It's wow. on the uh, on President's Twitter account. So thank you to Steve-O for Yay! being here this morning. Uh, he's such a nice guy. He is, man. And he, he just, he's having fun right now. But the story he was talking about, the video that he did, and if you go to the show, is only, this Friday and Saturday shows are sold out, but if you go to the Thursday show, he manages to pleasure himself fully right before jumping out of an airplane to go skydiving. And oh, is I, that it? I thought it was during the skydive itself. No, I think right as he was about to. Right as he's to jumping out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, so he's he he manages to be strapped on to a, another human being in a plane full of people, do that and jump out of the plane like right as it's as he's finishing off. I, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, I, I, I get thrown off if the cat comes into the room. Oh my 
God. So, oh uh, my you know, God, he's he's. Uh, I don't know how you do that. He's an interesting guy. He's really nice too. So it was yeah. great having him by here. Uh, so you'll get to see that. Then we have Gavin Edwards to thank Gavin. Yeah. Wrote a book called Kindness and Wonder, Why Mr. Rogers Matters More Than Ever, and that is available now. And thank you to Jersey Mike. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Good stuff. And our goodies brought by this morning. Don't forget uh, that uh, you can go to jerseymikes.com, find a location near you. There are loads of them in our area. And, uh, in fact, there's 1,630 nationwide, Twenty over 20 near us. And that doesn't even count the Jersey Shore. So thank you guys for feeding us and our listeners this morning. Pretty awesome. Uh, Pierre Robert is here, was listening to Pierre on my day off yesterday. Well, it was almost like you. being here. How you doing, man? Well, that's nice. Happy to hear that. Yeah. Do you miss us? Every second I'm not with you. <laughs> yeah. Is an eternity? Is an eternity. <laughs> but I, but um, the best line already so far is Steve's, it's a who's who of who the hell are they? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. I mean, Breaking you, got, you guys are around it all the time. <laughs> But I mean, I just I pulled that slice out of the air and held it like a piece of pie, huh. fresh from the oven. I go, where did he come up with that? I mean, it's simple enough that anyone could have come up with it, and yet the brilliance of Steve well, combined you. with the chemistry of best uh, whatever your name is, and uh, and the other kids. I mean, you really make it swell. You were commenting on, uh, and thank you, by the way, we were commenting on how many times still people will call Preston Steve and will call me Preston. Constantly. Yeah. But, really? Yeah, all oh, yeah, the yeah. time. And, I, I mean, and we're, we yeah. were talking about this it's the other totally day. We just go with it. I don't even correct yeah. them. I'm just I, like, I, nice to see yeah. you. Or what, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, they still, I mean, this guy leaned out the window of this building I was parking in the other day and goes, Debella! <laughs> I am not kidding. And it, and they call him Pierre yep. and me sure. uh, JDB. And as going, long as they call you something. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. But I tell you what, I should just change my name to Presbo. I swear <laughs> it's everywhere I go. I get that, and that's all your creation. I'm not very creative, so um, I like that I created something. It's Presbo's nice. a good one, though. Yeah, I think that, a that's a very one. benevolent sounding. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's a good very, it's very buddy sounding. You know, it does. Yeah, and uh, I also like the kayak reference to. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, Aker. I Jackie and I uh, went out to uh, uh, the Parks Casino on Sunday night for Sid Mark's 63rd anniversary of playing Sinatra. Saw those pictures; they were great. It was fun. And uh, Michael Smirconish was there, radio host and TV host, and uh, he did this nice thing for Sid. And and uh, this other gentleman uh, was introducing people in the audience, and I could see where he was going. I said, Jackie, come on. And I, he said, what? He said, just follow me. We went right backstage, and the guy said, well, what are you doing here? I go, we're supposed to go on stage. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and we went right up on the stage, and the guy was pointing the host was pointing out people in the audience and wait, you know, this yeah. nice that they came and nice that they came. And then he pointed over where we had been sitting and goes, it's so nice to have Pierre Robert and Jackie Bam Bam, at which point we just walked right out on the stage. <laughs> no, and um, and because he the guy didn't really want us on the stage. And um, so we walked out and Sid is sitting there telling Sinatra stories in this big chair with a wireless microphone. And I, I leaned over and kissed the ring and took his wireless microphone out of his hand and said, ladies and gentlemen, it was great fun. Nice. And, and the guy... There's a if you there's a picture somewhere of Mike Baldini, the host, 
just glaring at us because <laughs> uh, he. Oh, told that's me, who. That's who he was. You interrupted, kind yeah. of. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so it was great fun. That's great. Peace and love. Peace and love. Uh, let's do the letter of day. You ready? Yo ho. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter S as in Sam. All right. We have a $500 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card to give away. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com. We will give that away on Friday. So only four letters. By the way, somebody texted in my new full name should be Presbo Roast Beef Bro Dozer. <laughs> That's a wow. good name. I like that That's a, lot. a manly name. That's it really name. is. Mm. What are you doing on your show today? Well, I'm mm. going to do workforce blocks today of the Allman Brothers. Uh, no, it's all right. Um, I like snorts. Um, and Godsmack and Coldplay and Double Shot Tuesday is also here. And uh, it's the 11th anniversary of the World Series thing. Uh, that hurt my ears so badly. It's so it's so overmodulated yeah, and yeah. so distorted, um, but so filled with joy. Oh yeah, the joy. Is- it's all joy. It hurts really badly to hear it, but congratulations. Nice. All right. All right, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve's show, brought to you today by Wilmington University. Experience the WilmU difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show tomorrow. Uh, we go live on Fox Good Day. It's something we do on Wednesdays. We'll do a, uh, I would imagine we'll have a secret text word as well. That usually happens on Wednesday. And we'll see what else we can get together for you then. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Bad by 2 the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. I just got a new job. You mother go to hell and have field. Next message. Watching football. Howie Long is a good looking guy. Next message. Hey, here's a couple great Halloween ideas. Get those butt plugs you use, put them in your mouth, and go to hell. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.